With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Uh-huh. I only eat popcorn at the movies. Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie. Uh huh. This is insane, you guys. Yo, this is sexy. (laughs) Broadcasting live from the internet, it's Tuesday night, and this is the PanelsOnPages.com podcast with your host, Lee Rodriguez. At the end of the day, babies are terrible people, and I'm not sorry for saying it. Jason Nyes. Motherfucker, I won best costume! Jose Guzman. Yeah, I know nothing about Firestorm except for his hat's always burning. And Kelly Harris. Boy, oh, love it appears we got a penis in the mail. <laughs> I glued my fucking eyes shut! <laughs> I just want to see all these Yelp reviews of Jose's jizz. <laughs> oh, sorry, I knocked over the salt. Like you had anything better to do. Oh, what's going on, kids? Today is Tuesday, September 1st. We're, we're in fucking quarter four in this bitch. No, this is the tail end of Q3. I, my mistake. Doesn't matter. Not like I worry about numbers and data for a living. It's fine. <laughs> Regardless of any of that, uh, I am absolutely, definitely 100%. Uh, the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez, and joining me tonight we got Mr. Jason Nyes. Miley, what's good? And Mr. Kelly Harris. Castles better than Firefly. Fight me, nerds. For <laughs> <laughs> episode number three hundred and eight of the PenalsOnPages.com podcast. Oh man, get into Castle, are we? That Castle's just a quality program. Yeah. Castles had and like just... nineteen more seasons than Firefly, so exactly. Yeah, Castle's one of those shows that I, I, I've never seen, but I'm aware that it exists. But every time I hear about it, I'm like, oh shit, that's still on. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's always on. It's the better Nathan Fillion show. Yeah, my uh, my future uh, sister-in-law uh, loves those Castle books, and uh, I turned her on to the Castle comics, and she's into those, those now, too. Because that's the thing that Marvel did, because why not? Yeah. Why not? And the All lead- that Disney... The lead actress from Castle, her real name sounds like a superhero comic. Stanacatic. Yeah, that's not a real human. Yeah, she's got a rad name. <laughs> yeah, I don't buy that for a second. <laughs> I think she's like actually way into comics, too, from what I've read. Right next to her, uh, her best friend, Lilu Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Multipass. Multipass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, my apologies for uh, missing uh, last week. I was plagued with a series of horrible things. Most, most importantly, a, a dire, dire headache. And you've seen pictures of me. You know that when I have a headache, that's no small deal. You said it was your the first migraine you've ever had in your life. I think so. Without a basis of comparison, hard to say because I get headaches, but like 
never anything so debilitating that I would say, I'll bet this is a migraine. To the point where light, movement, anything like that just cripples you. Oh, yeah. Like, I just sat down. I just, like, laid on the floor for a while at some point. Like, it oh, yeah. was fucking miserable. Fucking, I, I, all through middle school and high school, I was just plagued with migraines. <clears throat> you know, I would have to, it, it was almost every Monday I would have to go immediately to sleep as soon as I got home from school. Uh, you know, hot yeah, showers. I don't, I don't I hate that I missed that opportunity. Yeah. I have that in my life. That it, sounds terrible. It got so bad to the point where I got an MRI in seventh grade Jesus. <laughs> because I got headaches so often. But then as soon as I stopped really caring about my schoolwork, headaches stopped. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> yeah, I have had pretty chronic headaches lately. So I saw an optometrist today and they gave me uh, some special, they, they prescribe me different glasses to wear at work while I'm doing all my stuff. So I am officially uh, two different pairs of glasses years old. Oh, Wow. <laughs> That's how fucking old I am now. So that's going to take a little while to come to terms with that. So, you know, that's life. You need, <laughs> one, of those, do? You need one of those fancy grandma chains to, you know, make sure that you don't misplace them. Uh, they, they, they're uh, they're the, the, the blue tint ones. So they have like a yellow sheen to them, I guess, which sounds fucking awful. But I guess, you know, hey, I won't hurt anymore. So I'll take it. But... <laughs> She said, you know, we're talking about my symptoms or whatever and how, you know, I have, you know, I got the new job. And I, I know for a fact I'm using my eyes in, in different ways than I'm used to using them before, you know. That's like, okay. And she's like, now, how's your blood pressure? I go, oh, blood pressure's fine. It always has been. She says, how's your stress? I just went, eh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> she says, all right. We'll see what we can do. Uh, but, yeah, let's see what else was going on. I uh, was able to, over last weekend, uh, finish painting up my big-ass Omega Supreme, who I, I did it. A while back, actually, and then just was never totally satisfied with it and busted it back out and made it look way cooler. So, very pleased about that. He's still kind of fed on the shelves, so he's resting comfortably on the floor next to other giant things. But he looks really cool. He's fun. Uh, in less awesome things that we have now, news, we have a new cat. And I don't think I've mentioned the cat yet on the show. Maybe, like, briefly. But uh, after the untimely, and by untimely, I mean completely timely because she was 14, <laughs> uh, death of our cat. We now have another cat. Didn't take terribly long. I don't know why these motherfuckers insist on having pets. I don't get it. I'm not that person. I was t- told Nicole the other day, I said, you know what? I can say with absolute certainty that like, were I a single person, I would not have pets. Like, I would not want to be one of these single dudes with a cat. Like, Ugh. something weird about a single dude <laughs> with a cat. <laughs> Would you have a Roomba with like an, a mega, uh, transformer on top of it to go around the house and just like say hi to it every now and then? No, because <laughs> this is one more thing to get in my fucking way. <laughs> I don't need things smaller than me cluttering up my fucking space. Megatron, I'm trying to bring in the groceries. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> no, stay inside. <laughs> but she has no sense of boundaries regarding my shit. So. I'm sitting on the desk yesterday working, doing whatever, and she just hops onto the shelf next to the desk and just plows through all the shit there, <laughs> plows through all the shit on the desk, and just starts batting around these Green Lantern rings like she owns the fucking joint. And so I got to take 15 minutes to reset and come home. Guess what she did today? The same shit. <laughs> I don't like it. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like it. Need to get... See, I, I, I say I need, we need to get a, a squirt bottle or something. 
but that would mean that Nicole has to give a shit about my stuff enough to spray her with a skirt bottle, and we both know that's not going to happen. <laughs> and you'd be getting your damn Transformers all wet. Right, yeah. That's going to wet down all my things. Like, you know, why that? do I got to change? What was the disease that thing? the Transformers would get where they'd look all rusty and muddy? The cosmic rust. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Real clever name back then for those things. <laughs> and then poor Buster's derpy ass has gone full on emo the past few days oh. he he got a uh he had an ear infection so nicole took him to the vet i guess it was pretty bad so like he was you know and they put the, the drops in his ears or whatever he was like shaking apparently pissed on the floor like pretty intense pain oh. and he had to go back for a follow-up but it just makes sure things were okay and like ever since then and then he, he between those two visits he scratched his eye Ooh. like scratched the cornea of his eye so he has to take these two drops it's like a drop that we had to put in his eye, and then there's like a like a really thick, like almost neosporin consistency, like ointment we had to put on his eyeball like twice a day, oh. which sounds fucking awful. Like I would not want to put ointment on my eyeball. Yeah, okay? no, yeah. it sounds terrible, and I'm not half retarded like Buster is. <laughs> <laughs> so it got to the point where like you know whatever, and this dog. Million dollar heart nickel head. Very lovable. <laughs> but, like, you know, Nicole would call him and he would just, like, no, I'm not going over there. Every time I go over there, you fucking put shit in my eyes. Yep. <laughs> like, it's like he would recoil from our touch and shit, just like very distraught. And, like, I think he's like full on depressed and shit. Like, this is my life now. This is what's going to happen. Every day for the rest of my life, they're going to shove shit in my face. <laughs> like, this is what happens. And so we, like, he stopped eating, he stopped drinking, and now he has like a respiratory infection. <laughs> Oh, poor Buster. He's oh, never no. been sick, and he's getting like five years of sickness within the past like three weeks. He spent so much fucking money at the vet between all the dog shit and all the new cat shit. I blame the cat. I'm going to blame the cat for most things <laughs> yeah. for a while. I'm willing to, I'm willing to let that happen. Um, played through almost completely on Saturday because it fucking took over my life um a sunday i should say until dawn on ps4 uh new exclusive title um horror game plays a whole lot like heavy rain did so you take control of all eight of these characters throughout different parts of the game playing through like as you know this like a psycho hunts them in this ski lodge and so and it, it stars uh hayden panettiere from the heroes and she's on nashville and the cat uh, brett dalton who plays ward on uh, Agents of Shield. So and you know and so they did full performance capture and motion capture for these actors. Like they they look like them. So it looks like people you've seen on TV and shit. Now in a video game, it's fucking crazy. But it's marked by this really complex uh, decision making, like butterfly effect kind of thing, to where you know shit you do early on has an impact on the game hours and hours later. Um, really really cool to see how that story branches out. And so like I'm almost done. Because it's not super long, because it's only meant to take place in a single night. And unlike Arkham Knight, actually feels like it takes place during a single night. <laughs> like, those Batman games, like, the sun is never going to rise in Gotham, because... <laughs> what the fuck? Like, it, it's one of those weird things that always kind of bug me about those games, where regardless of how much time you spend flying around doing shit, solving fucking Riddler puzzles, like, there's more than ten hours of plot. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That it's never going to be a single night. It's, 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 it always bugs me about this game. That should but, be the tagline for the Gotham Tourism Board. The sun never rises in Gotham. <laughs> never. 
Thank God for the Batman. <laughs> but Until Dawn takes about 10, 11 hours. And like it, it proceeds in almost real time, you know. Uh, and so I'm almost finished the first time through, and I'm already planning to go back into it again and see who can I kill this time. <laughs> like, because I killed a couple of people totally by accident, but let's see if we can bring that body count up a little more next time. Uh, and then the last thing I want to talk about is Friday night. Apropos of nothing, I don't know why, but Zoe says, hey, want to watch Man of Steel? Ha! <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? Sure, why not? And it was the first time I've seen it since I saw it in the theater. Which is a good two years out now. Yeah, you've, it's been a you've while. You've had some buffer room. Exactly. I had a, little, had a little distance from it, you know. And I, I stand by a lot of what I said <laughs> when it first came out. I just, I just, it's not a bad movie. I don't think it's a bad movie, but I don't think it's a very good Superman movie. It's kind of the long and short of it. Like, looks great, and like you know, now that I knew that you know wholesale cataclysmic destruction was going to come to Metropolis, I could enjoy the. The, uh, the 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 staging and the the uh, the the attention to detail in the fights like the fights are pretty badass once you know they're coming and and you know Bruce Wayne's out there somewhere I'm not gonna lie that helps <laughs> <laughs> I'm like man all this shit's going down but somewhere Batman's watching and he's really upset at what he sees <laughs> and he's gonna get that fucker <laughs> like, but I, I realized too what it was because when I remember when Man of Steel came out and people were kind of shitting on like oh man it's so it's so over the top with this violence and this and that whatever and you know you'd get people to say hey you know what fuck you you know giant aliens came through and destroyed huge chunks of Manhattan in the Avengers you know like massive destruction there too and I think it figured it out it's the difference between the two is like the difference in the extreme ultra over the top violence say like watching Kill Bill as Beatrice goes apeshit on the crazy 88 gang Versus the crazy over-the-top ultra-violence and the passion of the Christ. <laughs> one of those is designed to make you feel a very different way than the other one. <laughs> Whichever way that happens to be is up to you, but they're not the same. It's not the same vibe you get from watching those two movies. It's just not. And that, to me, is the destruction of Metropolis. <laughs> I'd agree with that. Up. Yeah, I'd agree with that totally. Yeah, that's a pretty good parallel. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, like you know, you know, Jesus metaphor is notwithstanding in Man of Steel. Yeah, right. You know? No shit. And then, <laughs> and then we're watching. Speaking of, and uh, my daughter is almost eight. She's a small child. Okay, and comes the part where Clark goes to church, and they frame him directly underneath the big ass stained glass of Jesus. And my daughter just goes, they're sure trying to make it seem like Superman's Jesus in this. <laughs> Out of the mouths of babes. I'm like, yep, they really are, honey. <laughs> they really are. And that was before he did big Christ arms coming out of the spaceship. Which, by the way, he can breathe in space in this movie. Yeah, but was that space? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really was. <laughs> And he breathes in space a few times, like, you know, when he flies out of the ship and then, like, when he jumps 
from the North Pole, like up in the sky, like he's Santa Claus. Like he goes in space a few times in the movie, and he's fine. But they get on Zod's ship, and he's like, "Oh, it's so hard to breathe." <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck, Clark? So yeah, so I, I feel like I am adequately primed to see Batman v Superman v Roe v Wade next year, <laughs> and kind of have a good, good, good foundation. Spoiler alert: Superman. All about the abortions. <laughs> Not very pro-life, the <laughs> Superman. So yeah, that happened. And then, oh, unrelated. Speaking of movies that we should definitely watch. Heads up! Big thanks to the population on Lois Lane, Christian Foxy Allen for pointing out the Masters of the Universe now on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I watched that right before the uh, like at six o'clock today. I have not seen it in a while. I'll bet it's amazing. It's not bad. Not bad. I'm trying to decide. I think I told you today. Like, I think that might be the first movie I ever saw that was like an adaptation of some shit that I loved. Like, I know it came out before the Turtles, but I, I'm trying to decide if I saw it before or after I saw Turtles. I know didn't see it on the, theater. What about the Transformers movie? What's that? What about the Transformers movie? I didn't see that until a little bit later. Oh. I must have been probably. Yeah, I, I was definitely. A little bit older when that came out, because I didn't I, I didn't see a lot of those cartoons in their first run either. Like I saw I first watched the cartoons like when they were doing the the Generation Two reruns, like in the early '90s, not like mid '80s and the shit came out. So a little bit different. But I, it was either Turtles or Master of the Universe I saw first. Both of them would have been on video. It's just a matter of when. I don't know when for sure, but I remember the Ninja Turtles video cassette with that bright green tape. It was awesome. <laughs> What else is going? So, how was your Master of the Universe experience, Kelly? I enjoyed it. I think it's a little longer than I would have liked. Had you seen it before? No, this is the first time I've ever nice. seen it. And, but outside of that, I liked it a lot. And from what it it fits what I'd heard about it, where it's pretty much there's a lot of Kirby stuff in there, like the Cosmic Key is a mother box, pretty much. Should I guess it is? Yeah, no, they, and huh. the, I I did some I read up on it, and the director pretty much wanted to fill up this movie full of like Jack Kirby stuff. That's kind of cool. Well, it was it was originally supposed to be a New Gods movie, and then I I forget how it how it switched, but originally the guy was wanting to do a Jack Kirby New Gods movie, and something changed, and and he got the job to do Masters of the Universe, and he was like, well, fuck it, I'll just make this the New Gods movie. And it fits a lot. Like, there's a lot of stuff in there. Like, Skeletor is totally dark side. Son of a bitch, he is. Look at that. <laughs> and then Juggalo John in the chat says, Do you see the video where you try to say Master of the Universe and Avengers 1 are the same plot? I would, say that, that. I would say that Masters of the Universe and Thor have the same plot. Yeah, I don't think Avengers. Hmm. Yeah, so I give you Thor, yeah, because you got you got your, your Dolph Lundgren and your young new ballad Courtney Cox in the role of Jane Foster. Yeah, I, I guess well, kind of. One. I mean, they're not really love interests, but no, not really. No. But it's 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 where you're wanting a movie set in Eternia, but you get fucking shipped away to Earth. <laughs> and you want a movie yeah, with Eternia, another... and you want Orko, and not that fucking troll thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was expecting them to call him Orko, and then. He wasn't, and I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? But yeah, I, when they, well, hopefully if they ever do make another 
Masters of the Universe movie, they never come to Earth. Right. Yeah. You yeah. There's hang no out reason for them to come to Earth. Time. Yeah. I've realized if I was born ten years earlier or ten years later, I would probably be way into Masters of the Universe. Because in the eighties, I would have had you know the original stuff, and in the Oh, two thousands! I would have had the revamp where they came back on TV and had a whole bunch of new rad toys. Yeah, I hate that I missed out on those toys and they were available because now they're super expensive. Yeah, they are, and they're awesome. Yeah, they're really great. If I, if I would have been born in one of those two eras when He Man was big, I it would probably be my favorite thing. He Man's cool. That's why I'm I'm really enjoying uh, Captara Zdarsky's book. Yeah, it's because totally a Masters of the Universe book. It's just batshit crazy Masters of the Universe, and that's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> that makes me very happy. One of my favorite smells in Earth in I'm, history. I'm, I'm with you. I'm listening. Is the smell <laughs> is the smell of He-Man toys? Like I I will remember the smell of He-Man toys more than I remember actually playing with the toys. And every so often, I'll just be walking around somewhere. And I'll just get a whiff in the air and be like, smells like He-Man toys in here. <laughs> I don't remember the smell of He-Man toys at all. That doesn't ring a bell. But I do remember the very distinctive feel of, yep. like, Moss Man. Yep. And they did a handful of figures where they coated them in, like, this, this like, really fine-grained felt. Yep. And I'll never forget that feeling. And also how no other toy I ever had as a child had, to, I had the risk of getting filthy. because fucking no bullshit a year in that that moss man figure had just blotches of shit stained on it (laughs) (laughs) fucking gross uh uh, looking at wikipedia it says the film itself was not intended to be literally a reworked uh, reworked fourth world although the intent was to make the film a tribute to jack kirby just a tribute to all his work not just the fourth world so not new gods it was fourth world I mean, that is pretty much the new guy. Okay, stuff. I, I have no frame of reference. <laughs> <laughs> it, it totally shows. If you know that going in, it totally shows. And I did stick around for the post credit scene that I, I'm pretty sure I learned about in an episode of this show. Yes. Oh, yeah, probably. I know it is until somebody mentioned it in the chat for this show. <laughs> I had no clue. <laughs> were post credit scenes like a thing back then, or, was they, or were they Not pioneers? Really. Not really. Think, and... Yeah, no. Uh, <clears throat> Skeletor, played by Frank Langella, who played Perry White in Man of Steel. No. Yes. Same guy. <laughs> no, Lawrence Fishburne was Perry White. Oh, shit. Shit. Then I'm thinking um, <laughs> Superman Returns. <laughs> Superman Returns, Perry White. What are you thinking? Uh, Perry White from Superman Returns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you now. Yes. <laughs> My bad, my I've bad. I've forgotten everything about <laughs> Superman Returns. I think I've seen it one time, and that's it. <laughs> but, wow. In my mind just now, I saw a scene with fucking Amy Adams, Lois Lane, and Frank Langella, Perry White. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I've connected those synapses. Nothing's, nothing's wrong here. It's fine. Oof. <laughs> what else is going on, Kelly? Uh, not much. I... On Monday, I had an article go up about a Dragon Ball Z fighting game that's coming out soon. And I played the demo on the 3DS, and it is rad as fuck. Yeah? 
And so I'm pretty much at peak Dragon Ball Z nostalgia right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming down off my uh, my wave. It comes in. It ebbs and flows for me, and I'm I'm ebbing right now. Yeah, because of that game and how many fucking characters there are, and how many I don't know who the hell they are. Because there's like 24 playable main fighters and 80 some odd. Jesus Christ! Supporting fighters, and there's a bunch of those I don't know, and I'm guessing they're from the movies. Gotta be, yeah. Uh... So I'm starting to go through all of the movies because I'd only seen Cooler's Revenge and then Resurrection F. None of the others I've seen. So now I'm starting to go through. On last Thursday, I watched the first four, and they're all pretty much the same movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're all just a, a, a hyper abridged version. Of the cyclical plot of Dragon Ball Z, which is bad guy comes, fucks everyone up, Goku wins the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, they I mean, do it in an hour and a half instead of like 15 hours. Yeah, they're inter- they're all entertaining in their own rights. Like, I still think. Like, I, I haven't rewatched Cooler's Revenge, but I still really enjoy that movie. Especially the version that I think Funimation put out, where it's got like contemporary music. So there's just, like, Disturbed playing in the background. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. And that's just awesome slash hilarious at this point. (laughs) Hey, Disturbed did just come out with a new album, and it debuted at number one, so it's not too hilarious. It's just one of those things where it it feels of its time. (laughs) Like, I, I, I don't picture watching a Dragon Ball Z movie. I couldn't imagine Resurrection F having Disturbed in it. <laughs> but who knows? Uh so yeah, I've been watching Dragon Ball Z stuff and I'm trying to think. I haven't been up to anything outside of that. Not really. I'm good. Nothing wrong with that. It's fine. It's allowed. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Well, last week, uh, you weren't here, Lee, but I mentioned that Mary had two job interviews last week, one at a uh local Orlando um, web development company, and then another with Booking.com in fucking Amsterdam. Jesus Christ! Yeah, uh, which Amsterdam is? She she dreams of moving to Amsterdam one day. So that was a that was a big plus for her. So uh, I'd like uh, I I asked for the population to send good vibes out to her, and it worked because Friday as she's leaving her current shit job, uh, she got the call. She got an email that that the uh, web company offered her a job. So she's got a new job, which is cool. Goddamn right. Uh, I'll get back to that in a second. So to celebrate her new job uh, Friday night, I was like, let's watch anything in the world you want to watch. It's going to be a fantastic lady night. So she picks the Beverly Hillbillies movie because apparently that was uh, one of her family's favorite movies to watch as a kid. And because Lily Tomlin's in that, once the Beverly Hillbillies movie was done, we watched 9 to 5. And boy, nice. oh, boy, oh boy, does Dolly Parton have enormous tits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, Dolly Parton's in uh, the Beverly Hillbillies movie, too. I forgot to mention that. Just a Dolly Parton night. Dolly Parton, Lily Tomlin, uh, you know, back-to-back twofer. So that was cool. That's a fun movie. The, Beverly Hillbillies came like at the tail end. Kind of close to the tail end of that time when they were just making movies of every old TV show. Right. And it kind of had that same tone as the Brady Bunch movie did where they were kind of like uh, fish out of water. 
and they they uh, kind of thrust them into contemporary L.A. and have yeah. them dealing with but all you, that shit. That's the thing. Sometimes you get a Beverly Hillbillies or a Brady Bunch or an Adams Family, and then other times you get Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> they just can't all oh, be. Oh, that happened. Oh shit! I forgot about that. By the guys that did Super Troopers. That that movie should have been way better than it was. So that was our Friday night, and then uh, Saturday we're just sitting around talking, sitting around bullshitting. And I'm like, if you could watch anything in the world right now, what would you watch? And she says, Flight of the Navigator. And I said, hell yeah, Flight of the Navigator. I fucking <laughs> love that movie. For those of you that are not familiar with Flight of the Navigator, it was a Disney movie released in, released in 1986. This kid gets abducted by aliens. Uh, he doesn't realize it and ends up eight years in the future. And everything has changed around. He, he, he's he been missing, presumed dead for eight years. His parents, his family is aged eight years. They don't know what the fuck happened to this kid and why he hasn't aged a day. So uh, NASA gets a hold of him. And uh, uh, parallel to this, NASA has found this alien ship. Yeah, and, I don't think I've seen this. And, I've oh, never seen this. I'm it, like, hell yeah. Then I'm like, wait, I've never seen this. <laughs> And uh, it turns out that the alien ship had abducted him, uh, abducted him eight years ago, and just dropped him back off. And the alien ship hit a um, like a, a power line and lost all of its navigation. So it needed him, and he had all the he's the navigator. He has all the maps in his head. So it needed him to get back or whatever. Oh yeah, doesn't he get like all fucking roboted up towards the end? No, 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 no. He doesn't get roboted up at all. What am I thinking of? So he escapes the NASA facility. And basically steals this ship, and they go on a little adventure, and um, he gets to see some cool alien shit, and and eventually the uh, oh, and the alien ship is voiced by Pee Wee Herman. No shit, yeah, I've definitely not seen this. <laughs> and then you know, uh, spoiler alert: the ship bring brings him back to you know where where the movie began eight years ago, and all is well. And it's one of those movies that I must have watched a hundred times when I was a kid. And I just thought it was so funny that she plucked that one out of midair. And uh, we kind of broke down over over Flight of the Navigator this weekend. It's not as great as you might remember. Especially those of you that haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> and, uh, it features a young, uh, not-as-horse-faced Sarah Jessica Parker. No shit. Yep. And then, live- oh, I was picturing it being animated. No, 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 live action. It was one of the Disney oh, live oh. action movies. In fact, they had they had the ship from Fly of the Navigator on the backstage tour of Disney MGM Studios for for years. And then, lastly, <clears throat> so Mary goes in yesterday to give her two weeks' notice at her fuck ass job. <laughs> and Fuck no one will, no one will give her a uh, you know a straight answer. So by the end of the day, her her direct report tells her, yeah, we'll we'll keep you around. Whereas you know the trend has been if somebody gives their two weeks, this company says, "Fuck you, go away. We don't want you poisoning the well <laughs> and letting everybody else know how shitty it is here and and uh, you know how the grass is greener on the other side." That's a weird thing, man. Like I don't I don't get that. Yeah, well, we here at Fuckboy Inc. want to keep people from fraternizing. <laughs> so they they basically told her yesterday before she left that 
you know, they're going to keep her for the two weeks. So she gets a hold of her uh, new job and tells them her new start time. She gets called into a meeting at the end of the day today, and they tell her to get the fuck out, essentially. You know, 24 24 hours after, you know, she already told the new job that it's going to be two weeks. So glad that she's out of there. Uh, I'm glad that she's going to be starting a new job where she's going to be basically doing uh, programming work, which is something that she's super excited about and and uh, uh, really talented in. Even though she's she's a, a novice, she's really good at it, and it's something that she's going to enjoy and she's going to learn to grow from there. She's getting paid almost exactly the same starting out, and and she can only nice. go up from there. Nice. So that's cool. It sucks that she's going to, you know have a, a a blip in her paycheck because of them, you know, dumping her unceremoniously today. But yeah, that's horseshit. But yeah. It, it's something that we'll work through. Uh, this She's been needing to leave this co- company for years, months, if not years. I just want to tell one quick little story. Uh, they, do, they do a lot of bullshit um team building stuff like i i i'm never really sure (laughs) i'm not really sure what this company actually produces i i'm pretty sure it's just a vanity project for the uh scumbag ceo to you know surround himself with hot women and and probably launder money allegedly Uh, i'm getting all this out on the podcast so i don't do it publicly on social media (laughs) (laughs) but uh they did an office olympics um, and at one point the CEO decides that it would be a cool idea to take the office Olympic teams hostage because uh, he's apparently <laughs> never read a newspaper or read a history book or seen the news in history because, uh, if, if we all look back, uh, there indeed was an Olympic hostage crisis at one point. I believe it was 1980. Where oh many people were murdered. Uh, uh, it's essentially what the whole movie Munich is based upon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So yeah, they had an Olympic hostage negotiation uh, go on. Uh, Office Olympics. That That's the type of company that she was working for. So, awful. So fucking <laughs> boy good. doesn't care about history. <laughs> They're Fuck making their own. <laughs> good riddance. That's insane. Good God! Good what? for Mary for getting the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. So she 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 is absolutely stoked, and I'm stoked for her. You know, she's a pleasant person to be around to begin with. Uh, I can't wait to see what she's like when she's actually working at a job that she enjoys and and you know doesn't you know hate going to every day. So <clears throat> hey, it makes a difference. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> Good for her. I'm very happy for her. That's awesome. Death be to the to the to the fuck boy inks. <laughs> what the hell do you want, Tito? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what time it is, Lee? Ugh. Right, Lee. Your favorite part of the year. God damn it. <laughs> I think this is bullshit. I think there's no fucking way that it's already time for this. <laughs> like, it just stopped. No, sir. Like, Mary this shit just finished. Mary was crowned champion last December. 
It's true. Yeah. It's been nine whole months. Yep. I've had nine whole months to stew in second place. Oh! <laughs> so it's Backley, the Pop Fantasy Football League. The league you hold uh, close to your heart. It's back. We just had our draft this past uh, Sunday. And uh, just to give you, Lee, this is just a little refresher. This is just for you because I know how much you love this stuff. I'm going to give you a quick rundown of the teams <laughs> um, because, you know, some people's teams' names change. So uh, the Brooklyn Dark Knights, that's my team, obviously. Uh, Turd Ferguson's, that's your buddy Goat's team. <laughs> the reigning and defending champions, Papa John's Dippin' Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> She she changed it from regrettable dick slips because she didn't think regrettable dick slips was st- was still timely. Right, right. Good choice. I suggested something, but uh, I was going to change my name. But nice, talked me off that ledge. Um, <laughs> what was regrettable dick slips a reference to? I don't it, even remember. Uh, remember when Yale Stewart got busted? For oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dick yeah okay. And part of his, his apo- apology, yeah, part of his apology, he he coined the phrase regrettable dick slips. That's right. <laughs> And Mr. Kelly Harris's team, uh, Milwaukee Super Kick Party. Too sweet, me. Yes. <laughs> speaking of Milwaukee, uh, speaking of Super Kick Party, I know uh, Kelly's seen it. I know Niza's seen it. But somebody link in the chat where Super Kick Party does the little thing with the uh, six-year-old and his uh, and his dad. Where they super kick the fuck out of that little where kid. Super kick the shit out of an eight-year-old. Oh, man, person. that's going to be every team this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the king of trios? Just kicking you like your children. <laughs> All right. Um, Mel's team is uh, you have been Chris Lead. Which I uh, saw that and I thought that Kelly had changed his team name. I thought, that, <laughs> I thought the same thing. Uh, Niza's team, obviously the Gotham Rogues. Oh, God damn it. Julius Thomas is out. Fuck. Yeah, he's out three weeks, buddy. Oh. But you have a very good backup. Don't worry about it. You have an awesome backup. And uh, Delaney Walker. Oh, thank you. And most of the <laughs> most of the teams he'd be starting, so you're you're good there. Nice. Yeah, I drafted a uh, fucking behemoth this year. So uh, a Geno's team, the Mutopia X Men. Now, Geno should change his name to "I Quit the League After the Draft" X Men because, <laughs> <laughs> because that's the most Geno participates, and it's an automatic draft. So I use participates in quotes. Uh, Jose's team. Los Tres Savages. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jose's attempt at speaking Spanish. Good for Jose. Getting to his roots. <laughs> uh, Mel's team, the Shelbyville Sharks. And Mr. Jeremiah Vetter's team, the Inanimate Carbon Rod. <laughs> Did you say Mel's team is the Shelbyville Sharks? Hello? Did you say Mel's team is the Shelbyville Sharks? No, um, Sharks team. Okay, Matt's team. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, Vetter's is the inanimate carbon rods. All right, so Lee, we had our draft this weekend. Now, we tried something new this year, and it kind of didn't go the way I had planned, was we we did keepers. Do you know what a keeper is, Lee? Um, I'm going to take that as a no. I'm going to take that as a no. Um, A (laughs) keeper is... get the snitch? you (laughs) You get to keep one person... From your previous year's team. You like carry them over. 
the idea behind that is that you give up the comparable draft pick. So if you selected somebody in the fourth round, um, you then give up a fourth round draft pick if you want to keep that person. Oh, no. Sounds a lot like cheating to me. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, it didn't go as planned because ESPN kind of screwed me over. So I'll be looking into that as well. So what it did is instead kind of... Are we ever going to have one of these things you don't just bitch out ESPN? Like, when are you going to take some fucking responsibility? I seem to remember the same thing happening last year. You're like, fucking ESPN, like, every week. (laughs) No, no, you're wrong there. You're wrong there. Nothing happened with ESPN. I was in full control last year. Hashtag impeach Tito. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But... Big exciting year. I can't really pick a favorite. Looking it's at me. everybody's team. No, it's, it's not. No, it's not you. It's let's me. see who Kelly has as his team. Let's go, let, let's look at who Kelly has on the Super Kick Party. You're starting Ryan Tannehill, so you're already lost. Um, <laughs> he, he, brought, he did well for me last year. Yeah, but let's he's starting Ryan Tannehill until Tom Brady comes back from his suspension. Right. Uh, Lashawn McCoy's hurt, so he's probably not even going to start Week One. Kelly's good pick is Devontae Adams. That's the wide receiver out of Green Bay. Jordy Nelson's out for the year. Uh, Cobbs got hurt. Devontae Adams is somebody to watch. Good pick, Kelly. Mm-hmm. So who drafted Cartoons Pearl? <laughs> <laughs> I hear that kid's going places. <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that I have already established my team name as the Gotham Rogues three years ago, I would have changed my team name to the Gentleman Adventurers this year because check out the, some of the first names of some of my my players. I got Giovanni, <laughs> Antonio, Emmanuel, Julius, and um, Pierre, <laughs> the Gentleman Adventurers. Oh, uh, Pierre has! I bet Pierre has a whip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lee. So you can look forward to my weekly updates as the season starts. Next Thursday. So next week you get you you get a buy next week. That's your buy. I'm already buy. just giddy with anticipation. So yeah. So um, get ready. So I look forward to an exciting, fun-filled season. Um, hopefully, all the division winners will finish above 500 or at least <laughs> yeah. at 500. Because Lee, if you just refresh your memory, one of the playoff teams had a record of five and eight. <laughs> As I called it, from Division Garbage Island. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the show this this season. Y'all better get ready for some trash talk. <laughs> See, so the division Kelly and I are in, and Mary and Goat, we all finished. I had the worst record at eight and five, and yeah, I didn't make in the, the All Star Division. It was a it was us in the finals. Me and Mary, two same division. Y'all motherfuckers, step up. <laughs> Uh, All I know is that belt has a spot on our entertainment center, and it just wouldn't look right if we had to move it. So it's staying here. Somebody has to um, teach Juan how to trash talk because he's very, very bad at it. (laughs) I guess you can add that to the list of things that Juan is horrible at. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Mahoney will be back as the Sacco commissioner. Which that worked out really great last year. <laughs> he didn't want to give up his kid. What do you want him to say? <laughs> Did he at least put the beard in the box when he sent the uh, belt? No, there was no beard. 
See, that's horse shit. You want yeah. to keep a kid, I guess, whatever, be a pussy about it. But, you know, you got you to gotta drop the beard. Please yeah. don't. Please don't send me your beard. <laughs> send him for, your beard. Guys love beards. For fans of the show The League, uh, the la- uh, last season is going to be on Netflix, I think, this week or next week. Yes. Oh, cool. And they'll be at Thursday. They'll have a panel the first day of New York Comic Con. For their last season, this Which season coming people up. People are gonna season. bitch. Why is it on Thursday? I'm not coming till Saturday. Wah. Oh God, there's already bitching. There's bitching about that. Um, they have a whole bunch of people from Game of Thrones coming that are only going to be there Thursday. They're stacking up Thursday, which makes yeah. tremendous business sense. And they still have because, Thursday tickets left. Yeah, they have Thursday tickets left. Absolutely. Uh, season six of the league league is already on Netflix. There you go. Oh shit. So, so you get to relive um, the EBDBB and B. All right, guys. I'll let you go. Thanks for the airtime. Lee, I know you're excited. Well, get pumped. Fucking thrilled. Get Lee, slow. I'll find ways to tie in like I did last year. There okay. you go. Thank you, Kelly. You're doing God's work, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Tito. Night, guys. Fucking guy. It never ends. I tell you what, he 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 is he is a saint because if I were the commissioner of this fantasy football league, I would have quit years ago. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fantasy football day, I swear to God. Until go a couple weeks ago I said, Hey, you know, fucking Arrow is gonna be at the SummerSlam doing his thing. Why don't you fucking come over? We'll watch SummerSlam. He says, Man, that sounds great. But I have my fantasy football draft. Like, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> I, I took off work an hour and a half early to do our draft. I, I had to cancel dinner plans with, with my parents because of our football draft. <laughs> well, that sounds awesome. Hey, I like free food, bro. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> fair point. <laughs> fair point. That uh, Stephen Amell brought brought the thunder, I, I he feel. He did pretty damn good, man. Yeah, he did like, good. Like I didn't watch I, the night up, but the next day I watched that part. You know, nothing else. And I got to see how he did, and he did fucking well. Like I, I think it was you and Kelly, or m- maybe Tito too. You mentioned that he couldn't sell for shit, and he needs to work on his his facial expressions. But he he athletically, oh, athletically, it's great. Yeah, got that fucking CW. Pretty boy shape, man. They don't, they don't, they don't cast unattractive people on CW shows. You know what's funny though? You know, you watch Arrow and he takes his shirt off and he looks like this fucking ripped buff dude. But then you put him in the ring next to Stardust, one of the you know smaller wrestlers in the company, and he looks tiny. <laughs> Even next to Neville, yeah, like, he's taller than him. But Neville's built like a tank compared well, to I've him. I've never seen Neville before. That guy was fucking crazy bouncing well, around that like dude's a lunatic. Great. Neville used to be the he was the longest running NXT champ for a while. Yeah, I'd never seen him, but like just the way that he just goes from standing to immediately flipping around like a lunatic without like a running start is insane. Yeah. He's he doesn't look like he should move like he does. No, it's yeah, but like you said, he's built like a brick shit house. Like he's not yeah. like a tiny little dude. I think like, what I see is that, you know, when they're about to shoot like, you know, a shirtless thing on air or whatever, you know, he doesn't eat for three days and gets all super pumped up and ripped, which, you know, <laughs> 
I guess if you're going to do something really athletic, you have to, you know, be well fed to go into. I don't, I don't know, but he was talking about how, you know, he made it a point to season two on, but like, hey, how about Oliver only takes his shirt off if there's a reason? He fucking Game of Thrones did it. <laughs> so yeah, good for that guy. Um, see, we did have a couple pieces of mail. Uh, looks like left over from last week. Yeah, I couldn't figure out how to. Look at all this fan mail. Like, uh, I opened up the mail last week, and uh, like it wouldn't show me anything from the past few months for whatever reason. But Mahoney did read his emails on the air live last week. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, all right. Which was great. He, Mahoney had a bunch of new wrestler ice cream flavors that he wanted to pitch us, uh, including Ryback, Pencil, and Milk. (laughs) (laughs) And don't forget Guy That Killed His Family and Cream. (laughs) And Cream. (laughs) Brooke Hogan. (laughs) Uh, Also, semi-related to that, um, I mentioned on Facebook, on the Population Group, yeah, but hey, you need to come listen to the show you know, a couple weeks ago because of the Cold Stone Creamery bit. And Kerouac says, what did I miss? I said, new ad from our sponsor, Cold Stone Creamery. And he got super excited. I think he thinks I meant actually the Cold Stone Creamery. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let that roll. Why not? No reason to break his heart now. Nah. That's well, happened enough this no year. No new mail because you fuckers didn't write anything. Unless maybe the email is acting crazy because it was way less spam in here than there should be for a given week. So the email servers might be acting strange. I gotta look into that. Although you know, no super fun spam headlines like we got last week either. That bummed me out. Last week brought us the best uh, spam subject line the Popcast email has ever gotten. <laughs> something to the effect of "My orgasms are so hard I can barely walk now." <laughs> I do believe Mahoney referenced that line last yeah. week on the show. <laughs> Pretty fantastic. <laughs> Just saying. Sometimes, sometimes that happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I I can't even walk. <laughs> I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a minute. I'm gonna need a minute. Professor uh, X me, throw me in a wheelchair. <laughs> You just turn to Ric Flair, all of a sudden you're flopping around the ground. You're like, "Woo!" <laughs> that reminds me of Charlotte's shirt. It says, you know, I think it says, if you do something, do it with Flair. But I always, in my head, change it to, if you're going to have sex, do it with Flair. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do it anyway. <laughs> it's Why just Ric Flair on the back with his thumbs up, smiling. <laughs> Have sex with my daughter. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's, uh, let's take us a break then. And, oh, uh, wait, don't have sex with Ric Flair's daughter. Did you guys hear about what happened to her husband? No. He was arrested for domestic disturbance. Yeah, Apparently ex- she was not related. Ex- ex-husband, though. Is it ex? Yeah. I thought they were still together, the, technically. Well, they, they're not together. This was, a, this was another chick that dude beat up. So they might still be technically married, but they're they're yeah. not together anymore. Okay. Mm, oh shit! We didn't, nice. We didn't talk about the video we watched of a man pooping in a bucket. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? let's not go to a break. A man pooping in a bucket. Let's not go to a break just yet. We have to okay. recap this story. <laughs> Kelly, you take this one. <laughs> so, 
news broke yesterday that a guy was shot outside of the WWE Performance Center by police. about this, yeah, yeah. As the day went on, more news came out, and I saw a guy on Twitter tracked down who this dude was. And it turned out that he was completely obsessed with AJ and, for whatever reason, thought she would be at the Performance Center. And went there, and WWE called the police, and then he got shot. This guy had already been trespassed from the Performance Center for yes. basically stalking uh, AJ, who doesn't even yeah. work at WWE anymore. No, that's the weird thing about it. I kind of figured it would be like one of the NXT divas. Right. I was betting on Sasha Banks or Bailey, but it was AJ. But so I was looking at this guy. He kept posting social media posts from this dude, and they are fucking insane. And the best one that he posted was a video this dude made of him shitting in a bucket and then taking the shit and rubbing it on the Dirty Performance Center. You're, you're missing a lot of great points I, there. I, I know. That's <laughs> fucking weird. I, uh, guys, explain, explain it a bit more. Yeah, it's, not, it's even weirder than you think. Yeah, he gets the weird. shit. Because, first of all, it's, it's a big orange five-gallon Home Depot bucket. And he yeah. shits in it in the middle of his bedroom, like not even in the bathroom. He just shits in this bucket in the middle of his bed. He shits at home and then transports it to to the performance center. So so he shits in this bucket and he's recording this for YouTube because obviously everyone wants to see this. Yeah, and he so he has to show it to the camera. He has to show it to the camera. So instead of moving the camera, he lifts the bucket up and tilts it forward so that the camera can see the shit and as he's tilting it forward shit juice just pours out of the bucket <laughs> no. into his bedroom <laughs> god damn it so then he fucking gets to the performance center and he's got his bucket of shit and he pours a gallon of milk into it and then stirs it up and then just fucking splashes it on the front door of the performance center and then rubs the letters NWO on the door with with a rag what? with a shitty milky <laughs> rag what? and then there's just bizarre the like fuck? trance music playing in the background while he's doing this yes yes one of my observations was it's funny that even when you're shit smearingly insane <laughs> This guy still has basic video editing skills. <laughs> and then Nice sends me another video. Yes. Which is... He's how not- long was that? There was a Ghostbusters music video six, he made. because six, six minutes, 23 seconds. Ghostbusters yeah, and the music video. This, yeah, this man is also obsessed with the Ghostbusters. The video starts out with him accosting... Dan Aykroyd at a Crystal Head Vodka <laughs> signing. Dr. Uh, Randy says, so I'm over here to uh, tell you about the World War III. But I won't play the whole thing because it's unintelligible. It sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it is the type of video an insane person would make. And, you yeah. know, it's, and it's all about... random, like, pictures of AJ shown yeah. in it. Dur- <laughs> yeah. He, he wants to be the new Ghostbuster, but then every so often he's got to throw out there, yeah, I fucking love AJ. <laughs> 
And every so often, I wish YouTube had a frame-by-frame functionality, because every so often there's like a Fight Club flash frame in there. I was like, what the fuck was that? I need to see that. (laughs) And there's a bit in that video where he's like spiking up his grandma's hair. Yep. Yeah, because this guy was a hairdresser prior to going shit-smearingly insane. (laughs) I have no words. (laughs) Uh, I thought that he got he got killed when he no, got shot. He's alive. See, they they should have they should have finished the job. <laughs> like of of all the m- murders by police in the past two years, they could dude survive. Yeah, the, this dude survives. Really, like nothing of value would have been lost. And you know, there's the whole discussion about you know ment- mental illness, especially with a lot of these shootings nowadays. You know, we need to take care of the mentally ill. Like, this guy's clearly mentally ill. He needs medication. Very. But I do not think medication's going to help. Not much. When you mix... Oh, there was another one. Uh, he's he's a Ghostbuster, and he's a, also a ghost hunter. He went to Casadega. I, I watched way too many of this guy's videos. Well, I ca- well, Fucking obviously. That video was 11 minutes long, yeah. so I would just skip ahead every couple of minutes, and I couldn't figure out what it was about, right. and I didn't want to watch the whole thing. Well, Casadega <laughs> is a notorious location here in Central Florida that is known for ghosts and ghouls and, and devil worshipping and stuff like that, and it's a, it's a cemetery. And apparently there's a thing called the Devil's Chair, where if you leave a beer out, the devil will drink your beer. Kind of like, you know, leaving cookies and milk out for Santa Claus. <clears throat> but he says, no, you know what? Uh, well, he's a Ghostbuster, so he wants to, quote-unquote, clog this portal to, uh, you know, the underworld. So, what does he do? Shits in a bucket! <laughs> Shits oh in a bucket, God. and instead of leaving a beer at the Devil's Chair, he decides to bring a Coca-Cola and mix the Coca-Cola with the bucket of shit. Because, <laughs> I guess, I don't, I, I don't know if I'm overthinking it because this guy is insane, but maybe he he adds the liquid to the shit so that it'll spread farther. <laughs> That's probably. That's what I'm thinking. I've seen way too much of this guy's shit. Yeah, I already feel like I have, and I've seen nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, we watched him poop in a bucket three times because he had to make up for that one time Jesus where he Christ. where he dumped it out on his floor. Yeah. <laughs> That's. This is the type of, and he's just obviously. I, I've written this guy's whole backstory in my brain. <laughs> like he lives with his invalid grandmother, who probably gets disability, and that's you know where he, how he survives. But she's so old and so frail that she doesn't realize what kind of fucking nut bar he is. So he's just running wild out in the streets, trying to attack wrestlers with knives and and spreading milk shit all over the place. Wow. Saying weird shit to Dan Aykroyd. (laughs) (laughs) And Dan Aykroyd is just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take down your information, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Because he was trying to apply to be the new Ghostbuster. Poor Dan Aykroyd. Does he think Ghostbusters is a documentary? I think he might. I wouldn't put it past him. That's insane, dude. Once and then sh- there's the loving tribute to Harold Ramis at the end of one of those yeah. videos. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! The, it was one of the... Wasn't it the shitting video? 
or, I can't remember. Or the Ghostbusters, no, the Ghostbusters music video just tacked on a, an R.I.P. Harold Ramis onto the end of it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the fuck? Internet. Internet. So that was what Nice and I did yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, Kelly tweeted... Just saw a video of a guy shitting in the shitting in a bucket and then spreading it on the WWE Performance Center, and I immediately replied to him, "Link, please." <laughs> <laughs> and then I told my parents about it at dinner. <laughs> it was after we ate, though, so it's not so bad. What they have to say about it? Well, I first I brought up, did you guys hear about the guy getting shot at the WWE Performance Center? And they listened to. You know, the radio. So they're like, yeah. Or, and they watch the news. So they're like, yeah, I heard about it. And I was like, okay, check this out. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't Imagine heard. your dad having, like, you know, a moment with you as a grown-ass man. One, oh, boy, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they know that. Thank like, God damn it, Jason. <laughs> but I'm not shit-smearing insane yet. Wow. Yeah, no kidding. You've always got that going for you. Yep. Now I just picture you making a video and going to Mary's old job. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's not the worst idea you ever had. Just rubbing <laughs> white, white makeup all over your face and <laughs> dumping a bucket of shit out. Ugh. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> Let's take a break. <laughs> I just don't. I don't even. I need I, to go shit in a toilet. <laughs> nothing left. But yeah, enjoy this. We'll be back in a little bit. Um, yeah. No new ice cream for us this week, which kind of sucks. But, you know, they can't all be Stone Cold Weeks. Yeah, enjoy this. Love you, bye. Break! Glad I got sunshine in a bag. I'm useless, but not for long. The future is coming on. I ain't happy. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a bag. I'm useless, but not for long. The future is coming on. It's coming on. It's coming on. It's coming on. Finally, someone let me out of my cage Now, time for me is nothing cause I'm counting no A's Nah, I couldn't be there Nah, you shouldn't be scared I'm good at repairs And I'm under each snare Intangible Bet you didn't think so I command you to Panoramic view Look, I'll make it all manageable Pick and choose Sit and lose All you different crews Chicks and dudes Who you think is really kicking tunes Picture you getting down in a picture too Like you lit the fuse You think it's fictional? Mystical? Maybe Spiritual hero who appears in you to clear your view when you're too crazy. Lifeless to those with definition for what life is. Priceless to you because I put you on the hype shit. You like it? Gun smoke, you're righteous with one token. Psychic among no possess you with one go. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a bag. I'm useless, but not for long. The future is coming on. Ain't happy. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a 
bag, I'm useless But not for long, the future is coming on It's coming on, it's coming on It's coming on, it's coming on The essence, the basics, without it you make it Allow me to make this, child like your nature Rhythm, you have it or you don't, that's a fallacy I'm in them, every sprouting tree, every child of peace Every cloud and sea, you see with your eyes I see destruction and demise, corruption in disguise From this enterprise, now I'm sucked into your lives so not his muscles, but percussion he provides With me as a guide Y'all can see me now, cause you don't see with your eye You perceive with your mind, that's the end So I'ma stick around with Russ and be a mentor Bust a few rhymes, so mother comes and remember What the thought is, I brought all this So you can survive when law is lawless Feeling sensations that you thought was dead No squealing, remember Hey, it happened, I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a bag, I'm useless, but not for long, the future is coming on. Hey, I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a bag, I'm useless, but not for long, my future is coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on, my future is coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on, my future is coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on, my future. Ripped Apparel is your one-stop shop for limited edition t-shirts featuring all the crap that you already like anyway. Every day you're going to see three new limited edition designs available only for 24 hours. That's just a single day. After that, they're gone forever. And uh, best yet, if you want to check them out, buy a little something, something they're going to throw a little kickback to us, your folks, your friends here at the podcast. So go to panelsonpage.com. Click that banner at the top of the page or on the sidebar at pcn.panelsonpage.com. Or you can just update your bookmark. Check it on your phone every single morning. That's what I do. Uh, ripped. That's R-I-P-T dot panelsonpage.com. T-shirts start at just 10 bucks, and they'll kick us a little something every time. Help us keep the lights on. Help us keep the podcast going. Help us keep the side, side up. And gets you a pretty cool T-shirt, man. Cool swag. Cool shirts. Good people. Good deals from your favorite podcast. So check it out, ripped.panelsonpages.com, 24-hour limited edition t-shirts that are pretty damn awesome. Check it out. And uh, now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Well, the good people at Ripped. Thankfully, the past few weeks, since Mary and I both got our Mr. DNA shirts, thankfully the past few weeks, there haven't been any shirts that I absolutely must have. Yeah, it's been, I want to say dry. It's been some good stuff, but I've, I've not had to jump in for a little bit, and I'm, I'm okay with it because 
There was a period where it was like once or twice a week. I'm like, fuck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, you're getting a, a ripped package in the mail every couple of days. And you're like, I don't even remember what I ordered. <laughs> Man, huge pile of shit on the, fl- on the uh, porch from Amazon today. Oh, boy. Because apparently Nicole ordered a bunch of shit, and I did too. It's like, Jesus. No, <laughs> <laughs> his birthday is coming up. It's I, fine. I wonder if the Chad put his fingers all over it. Probably. That's okay. It smells like him. It's good. Ooh. No problem. It smells like He-Man figures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little known fact. The Chad's fingers smell like He-Man finger figures. <laughs> <laughs> Sniffing his hands all day long. It's not what you think. Fine. It's not creepy at all. all right, let's do the news. Let's do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. Well, do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fuck Plug it. Plug it. And five, four, three. This is the Pop Top Six Pack of News for September first, two thousand fifteen. Fucking thing sucks. Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige has finally broke free of the icy grip of Marvel Entertainment CEO Ike Perlmutter and will now report directly to Disney Studio chief Alan Horn. In retaliation, Perlmutter tried to cancel the Fantastic Four again. <laughs> Leaked concept art for Captain America Civil War has drawn the battle lines between the fractured Avengers team. If you look really closely at Cap's team on Hawkeye's shoulder... You can see a tiny Ike Perlmutter whispering in his ear, fuck Kevin Feige. (laughs) Marvel's Secret Wars event will add a ninth issue to its planned eight-issue run, scheduled to be released two months after the all-new, all-different Marvel relaunch, because Jonathan Hickman just can't fucking help himself. Wizard World Inc. is reporting a $1.8 million loss for the second quarter of 2015, most likely because the they overestimated the number of fans willing to fork over money to watch Burt Reynolds wither away and die before their very <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, star of recent comics-to-film cautionary tale Fantastic Four, is, rep- <laughs> is reportedly in talks to star in the Dark Horse Comics film adaptation of Blood Brothers, about two centuries-old vampire friends. Don't worry, Blood Brothers purists. Michael B. Jordan will likely play the black one. And finally... <laughs> Michael Shannon has admitted to making up the story that made the rounds last week of Zod having flipper hands in Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. What's worse, that people are foolish enough to buy that story, or that people view DC's movie universe as so ass-backwards that they actually believed it? And that is the Pop Top Six Pack of News for September 1st, 2015. Wow. Infotainment. So first up, uh, Marvel Studios president President Kevin Feige has essentially leapfrogged Marvel Entertainment CEO Ike Perlmutter and is now reporting directly to Disney. So uh, Feige and Marvel Studios no longer has to deal with Perlmutter's penny pinching. You know, Perlmutter uh, was the reason Robert Downey Jr. almost didn't return because they're trying to save some money. And uh, this will hopefully give Feige a lot more freedom uh, as far as Phase 3 and beyond goes. Yeah, because Perlmutter is one of those guys where it's like, 
it's not like you read a story about a guy being an asshole and hard to deal with. It's like every story about that guy being an <laughs> yeah. asshole and being yeah. hard to deal with. Apparently, like, there's a story that of him carrying a gun. Yeah, this is the same guy who decreed a couple years back. No, 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 no. Everyone shares one bathroom. <laughs> Male, female, I don't give a fuck. One bathroom, two rolls of toilet paper for the month, make it last. Like, he's that fucking guy. Oh, I, I couldn't forgot do about it. that guy. I couldn't yeah. do that. Yeah, I and almost, that, this is nothing but a good thing because, you know, like, Disney notoriously very hands-off with the likes of Pixar and shit. And, like, and you think the Disney chairman's looking over, you know, micromanaging the people making Star Wars? Fuck no. Right. They're going to let them do their thing, and that's what they're good at, you know? And if you think about it, like, Marvel Studios is above and beyond more profitable than Marvel Comics or Absolutely. Marvel Entertainment. Oh, sure. So just to see Marvel Studios under the palm of the comics guy is kind of kind of hilarious. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I was talking to somebody about how uh, Ant-Man, like, did well. It performed, but, like, it didn't do huge bomb-ass, like, blockbuster numbers. Right. Which, you know, we didn't think it was going to, but I was trying to explain to, I just got to work with it something. I tried, I tried to explain to him, it's like, yeah, it doesn't have to, because they can handle Ant-Man not doing gang, but like, it made like, you know, $350 million worldwide. Like, that's not it a little bit. It was still like, profitable, yeah. Yeah, it's oh, a lot. Yeah. And, you know, for every one of those that, like, doesn't do super duper gangbusters, which, again, that's still good money, the Avengers movies make a billion dollars. Right. So, you know... They're still collectively, if you look at them at a unit, doing all right, you know? <laughs> yeah, especially compared to, you know, when Thor and Captain America, the first Avenger came out, they didn't do huge numbers. But then Avengers came out, and then, you know, all the Iron Man movies do huge numbers. Guardians of the Galaxy was the biggest movie last year. So mm -hmm. it's kind of a high watermark. And when anything underperforms, Compared to that, it looks bad, but it's still good by any other standards. Yeah, it's, there's nothing. I don't think there's anybody that's unhappy with the way Ant Man performs. True, so especially with time. shit like you know Tomorrowland bombing as bad as it did, and right, and you know yeah. Disney's history of the Lone Ranger and John Carter and all that. Right, they're still do Ant Man's still doing pretty good. <laughs> I fucking love Ant Man. <laughs> So how good, long? Good ass movie. How long before we see uh, good old Ike get the get the get to stepping from Marvel? I'm amazed. Like I don't know what he has on people. The right. way he's still like there because again he's notoriously like the problem of so many different things. Like he has a fucking nightmare. He has Walt Disney's frozen head. Yeah, I, I think he has <laughs> Walt's head, and he knows where like all the bodies are buried. <laughs> Like, he has the really racist cut of Song of the South. <laughs> like, you don't even know how bad it was. They were like, tone it back. <laughs> so, yeah, that guy can't get to step in fast enough. He just seems like a dick. <laughs> He's just not a good dude. But, you know, you know getting to that position in a company like Marvel, you kind of have to be a dick. Yeah, but like, you, but know, you don't have to be Ebenezer that much of a dick. Scrooge. Yeah, you don't have to keep being a dick, right? He's become self-aware of his dickness. So, uh, speaking of Marvel Studios, we get the first concept art from uh, Captain America: Civil War. Um, do you guys have you guys looked at this? Do we yeah. Wanna, 
I have like a little bit, yeah. Okay, so because I, it's the movie's still eight months away, so there's going to be a point where we're gonna, you know, just shut it down. No more Civil War talk. But this is our first look at what the proposed teams are going to be, and I I find it interesting, especially uh, the Iron Man team, which is sixty percent. POC and female, and eighty uh, percent if you consider Vision, who is a robot. Is, it doesn't is a, get much more minority than robot. Yeah. <laughs> but for Cap's team, we've got uh, sweet purple suited Hawkeye with Ant Man on his shoulder, which is great. And then in, in the, awesome. I saw that, and like I was at work, and like there's nobody around. I'm talking to anybody, <laughs> but I go, Ant Man's gonna ride an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> well then and then there's the image of the two teams uh going face to face and Ant-Man's riding Captain America's shoulder like is that all you're going to do Ant-Man is ride other people's shoulders come on buddy <laughs> Uh so we got Hawkeye Ant-Man Sharon Carter which is kind of a surprise we we all yeah. knew she was going to be yeah. in the movie but the fact that she's kind of uh she looks like she's Cap's number 2 almost on yeah. Cap's team is cool which means that, like, either between movies or early on, like, you know, she has to let on to let him know who the hell she is. Yeah. Because when Winter Soldier ends, he doesn't know her, like, as, you know, Peggy's niece or whatever. That's interesting. Well, well, I mean, at the end of Winter Soldier, everything was kind of in the wind because of S.H.I.E.L.D. being infiltrated by HYDRA. But, right. you know, at the end of Age of Ultron, we saw that they've got the, you know, the new Avengers... Headquarters put together. So things are definitely cooling down and everybody's kind of coming back together. So we got Cap, obviously. Falcon with a drone Red Wing, which is... Is that what that is? That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's Red Wing, but he's not an actual bird. He's he's a drone. That's kind of rad. Which is smart. I mean, that's that's the best way that that they could do that. Besides him actually having a pet Falcon. (laughs) I like him in that role so much. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's so good. Uh, I just rewatched the scene with Falcon from Ant Man just the other day. Uh, it it was online with Chinese subtitles or some shit, and then Bucky with uh, all of his mascara washed away. So <laughs> looks kind of odd. I don't like on the Cap side. I don't know that I like the new Cap uniform. What don't you like about it? I think it's weird. I feel like it's it's like a weird. Take a weird step back from how it looked in Age of Ultron. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just weird concept art. It may look better in emotion, but it looks different from the one we saw last, and not necessarily a good way. I don't know. Maybe it's the maybe it's the weird bits in the middle. I, I don't know. Look where the stripes are. It looks weird. What doesn't look weird looks like fucking awesome. Is that new uh, Iron Man armor? Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of like the bleeding edge Iron yeah. Man. Yeah, very cool. So yeah, Iron Man's got War Machine, Black Widow, which is a surprise because yeah, very. Black Widow and yeah. Cap are so buddy-buddy at the end of Age of Ultron, but you kind of have to assume that her and Hawkeye have to be on opposite teams. And although I like, from the comics, I always liked the Hawkeye looking up to Cap relationship. I think in the movies, they've built more of a Black Widow-Cap relationship. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then we got Iron Man. Uh, Black Panther, which I'm surprised he is officially on a team. You know, they had always talked that he was going to kind of be in the middle of this whole thing. 
and then Vision. No Scarlet Witch, no Thor, no Hulk. Uh, who else is missing? That's a big one. I didn't even thought about Scarlet Witch not being there. Right, uh, you know, because she was on the new Avengers team at the end of Age of Ultron. Which means either she won't be in it, that'd be kind of weird, or maybe, you know, they could always write her out as being doing something else. No, she's going to be in it. Yeah. Right. Or they're just, or maybe they're just not throwing all the fucking cards on the table, which I'm fine she, with. She and Thor go to hang out in Asgard for a while. Yeah. That'd that's cool. huge, man. That is a... Buddy stuff. That's ten characters right there. Yeah. That's a lot. But... I got every bit of faith in them because, you know, it's all people we've seen before. They know what the hell they're doing. The Russos have a very clear through line. I'm in. They can. And it'd be smart for them to keep Thor and Hulk out of it to not kind of muddy things up a little bit. Because this is uh, not counting Ant-Man. This is a five on five team. That's that's not too bad. It's not like. You know, the actual Marvel Civil War where you've got a hundred guys on each side. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, and in this particular world, like if you throw a Thor or a Hulk on any side, the other side loses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they almost have to be on opposite sides if they're included. Oh, man, I had an idea to get Thor, or not Thor, Hulk to fight dinosaurs in a movie. Okay, go on. They can't use the Savage Land because that's an X-Men thing. So what you do is you have Kang be a villain at some point or use the Time Gem. Then you have to send Hulk back in time to the dinosaur time to fight dinosaurs there. Cool. I'm in. Then from there, you use Hulk's weird healing ability. Just You keep him as Hulk. He stays Hulk for forever. And he gets frozen, and he wakes up, and he just keeps going. And then there's an alternate timeline, and then you get future imperfect Hulk. And then he comes back and tries to fuck everyone up. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Alternate version, he goes back in time, fights the dinosaur. Third act, when Hulk returns to present time, the portal opens, and he rides that motherfucker through the portal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And there's Devil Dinosaur. Yes. Alternate version, Planet Hulk. There's just dinosaurs on Planet Hulk. Easy. <laughs> Done. Yeah, you know what? Eat shit, promoter. This is easy. <laughs> <laughs> we just came up with three awesome movies. <laughs> well, we it was all Hulk trilogy right there. <laughs> Hulk dinosaur trilogy. Oh, God. Everyone would go see those movies. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everyone would see every one of them. Uh, so, I got, real quick, kind of before we move on from this, um, I think I mentioned before we're we're introducing my friend Chrissy to their Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so we're a few movies in. She's like Ant Man with us first, and then we saw Iron Man and uh, Hulk. We haven't gotten to Iron Man two yet. That'll be this weekend. But you know, Hulk's over, and man, I hadn't seen Hulk in a while. What a good looking movie! That's a damn good looking movie. They they good good flick. Yeah, I mean. It's, you know, it's the weakest of the Marvel Studios movies, but that still makes it better than most other movies, so it's, it's just kind of okay. It's just a shame that it it wasn't able to tie in as well as all the other movies are, because... Well, they were also, like, still in the infant stages of it, true. so you can see, like, they dabbled with it, like, Stark here, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. there, like, little things. Like, they hadn't really decided, you know what, no, fuck it, we're really going for it. 
yet, you know? But, I, I mean, also there's the big thing with, you know, recasting Banner. So, yeah. so it doesn't feel like it's the same yeah, universe, not, even not though it quite. is. Yeah, not quite. But when it was over, you know, like she's like, you know, it's like I gotta say, I'm liking this, it's good. But, you know, she says, they're all kind of the same. <laughs> the, the, what do you mean? She goes, guy gets thing, dickhead guy gets bad version of thing. <laughs> Those two fight at the end. (laughs) It's good, but it's all kind of the same. Add quips, stir, and serve. Yeah, I'm like, like, you're not wrong, but they do start to veer from the formula a little bit as they go on. (laughs) Okay, all right. But, you know, I'm like, uh, just so you know, Iron Man 2, two guys get bad versions of the same shit. (laughs) Just like, okay. But one of those guys is Sam Rockwell, and he's delightful. Well, the other one of those guys is Mickey Rourke with a bird. With bird. Boyd. I want my bird. So, next up, uh, Secret Wars is adding a ninth issue. God damn it. Which will come out two months after they have relaunched the all-new, all-different Marvel. Yeah, there's a whole lot about this story that's really upsetting. Why are they still making this comic? <laughs> they should be done with it. Yeah, because these books are going to start like next month. They're relaunching this shit next month, moving ahead eight months in time. Mm-hmm. Which I guess the fact that they're doing that means that you know they can do the Secret Wars however long they want to because this shit's not going to matter. I mean, although I guess there's, of, of course, there will be spoilers. Oh yeah, you know they're going to spoil the shit out of what happens in the Secret Wars. You know, so there's that part of it. It's been delayed already here, here and there. So you know that's again one of the problems with having a big event book with one artist with everything hinging on it. And if you have to add another issue, that just speaks volumes to the shit pacing of this thing. Yeah, you could have taken out all of issue five. Yeah, no one happened. Issue five, fucking nothing. I just like, don't nothing happened. I don't understand how they can have a an event book like this with a finite number of issues and not know where each issue begins and ends. Not only this finite but 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 you know, if the legend is to be believed, a story that's been cooking and planned for right, years. Right. Yeah. Like I mean, why years? I mean, is part of it a cash grab cuz if it's not a cash grab, just make number 8 a double issue. Well, they got to give him time to draw the fucking thing. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) And the weird thing about it is, I could swear I saw Hickman say he finished up writing this, like, a month ago. So did they not realize that there was an issue? Or did they just not announce until now that it was going to be an extra issue? Or did they, like, split up his issue eight script into two issues kind of like the hobbit <laughs> yeah <laughs> either way there's a lot about this that's really bullshitty uh marvel uh senior vice president of sales and marketing david gabriel says the extra issue will not affect any of the new launches as part of all new all different marvel there might be a surprise or two left over from battle world for fans in the final issues that haven't been revealed in all new, all different Marvel launches. Could this be one of those things where it's just a little bit 
of Hickman Assad Ribic stuff and then a whole bunch of epilogues done by other creators. Well, if they do that, it makes even less sense because it's going to be, you know, into the relaunch. Yeah. Like, I'd be, I'd, I'd, be, I'd say, yeah, probably, if it weren't for the fact that they were delaying it so much. Yeah, that, it doesn't make sense. Because that, that's, that's fairly common. Like, you, know, you, you do yeah. the thing and then, like, you know, the last ten pages are, you know, one page preview to the shit that's coming out. Like, that's pretty par for the course. But, you know, not two months in, you know? <laughs> You know, I never thought I'd say that Marvel. I wish Marvel would throw more more artists on a book, but I kind of think they should throw more artists on a book. And you know what? Not for nothing, it does look amazing. Oh, it looks gorgeous! Like it, it's really, probably really the does. best looking event book Marvel's done, and some of the best work of Asad Riddick's career. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. But you know, but when it's hinging on fucking everything. Yeah, everything it. hinges on it. There's a lot of characters in this. You know those pages aren't fast. No. And the way he draws, like he doesn't cut corners. Like, you know, he he full pencils everything. Like and he's amazing. It looks great, you know. But the other side of that is you get the fucking AVX where every issue is someone else and it's very schizophrenic in the way that it looks. Yeah. You know, so I I appreciate wanting to have a singular voice you know but yeah because what was the last event before this one was it axis yes and, and that just looked like shit and so there I think maybe they just artists on that too yeah up for it and even with the multiple artists it looked like garbage yeah and then they did original sin which was all deodato and that looked great yeah but that guy is a fucking inhuman yeah he's machine. a machine like he draws like that so fast it doesn't make any sense yeah like it, it defies logic. Yeah, I think they kind of wanted to make up for Axis in terms of quality, and it's holding them back, and I it, just, that it, really sucks. I, I kind normally I can, I push you know like just go with the creative team you started with, let them tell their story, but when it's a big event book like this, and you if you don't have it done way ahead of time. You almost need to have more than one artist working on and it. It just seemed like there's no vi- good reason for them not to have had it finished. Yeah. Or you know, or for an editor to step in and be like, you know, and again, not to rag on it, but hey, an editor to step in and say, issue five, we need to tighten that up because mm-hmm. nothing happens there. Let's move on. Let's bring you know, bring some shit in because really nothing happened. No, it was just recapping New Avengers. Yeah. Like five issues in, they recap what happened before. That's fucking weird. Like, yeah. It's really, really strange. I feel like the delay and the adding the extra issue wouldn't be such a big deal if it weren't for the fact that they're relaunching in October, which is exactly that's what this was whole. It's all leading up to Secret Wars is supposed to change the whole Marvel Universe and then everything ends, everything ends, everything Everything ends, ends. and then they're starting new. And to have that overlap is just that's a Bush League shit right there. It really is. I mean, say what you will about the new Fifty Two and Flashpoint, but you know, that shit was tight. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. got that shit out. They they got it. Tight. They're like, you know what? No, I don't care. You telling the story? Fuck you. Your story's got four issues now. We're wrapping this shit up in October. <laughs> like, done. Yeah, you know, might not have been the best way to do it, but by God, everything launched at the same time. So yeah, this it's very disappointing, and also disappointing. The image that they use here 
while almost certainly have nothing to do with the book itself. <laughs> on the Seed oh, Vision no. thing. I was looking at because you know part of the thing about issue five is that you know the issue five cover has like the Beyonder all over like like disco like fucking you know disco suit Beyonder and Doctor Doom so I'm like oh shit the Beyonder finally comes becomes like a Secret Wars thing because you remember Secret, Secret Wars. Wars is about the Beyonder originally like that's why that's the thing there's no Beyonder nope. <laughs> in that issue at all. Just like that big uh, promo image, I saw a poster at uh, Walmart actually of uh, that big ass promo image that came out of that uh, Alex Ross promo for Secret Wars, like all the multiple versions of the heroes fighting and shit like that. And I'm like, that's a bullshit lie too, because the crux of the story is specifically so that those people can't meet. Yep. Like Battle World is segregated and segmented. Like, but it's it's gotta lead up to that, right? Well, I would have said there's only three issues left, but now there's four, so maybe. (laughs) Just everyone fighting everyone there. Everyone's yelling, I don't know why, but I'm going to punch you. (laughs) All I'm saying is, given the events of uh, recent issues of Old Man Logan, I think every issue, we're one step closer to seeing Old Man Logan punch Meister in the face. Yeah. I've been saying for months, that's what was going to (laughs) happen. If that doesn't happen, I will be disappointed. So yeah, it's it's weak sauce, man. Weak, weak sauce. Do not like. Do not like, Ike. Do not like, Ike. Get your <laughs> shit together, Ike. This is why Kevin Feige left. <laughs> oh, by the way, Captain America Civil War is 40 minutes longer because the middle part is going to drag ass. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb. Uh, next story. Wizard World reports a loss of $1.8 million. I saw the story and immediately saw your smile on my head. <laughs> $1.8 <laughs> 1. in the second quarter of 2015. Uh, that makes it a total $2.78 million loss the first half of 2015, whereas uh, they profited in the same period last year, the same quarter last year, they profited $760,000, and uh, last year, for the full year of 2014, they made a profit of $996,000, so they've already, Jesus Christ, <laughs> their profit last year has been tripled in loss this year, for half the year. Uh, apparently, the profit losses are due to their rapidly increasing number of shows. Oh, surprise, surprise. Look at that. Uh, Higher advertising and marketing expenses. And then they've also got this fucking con TV bullshit that they're trying to push. (laughs) Oh, yeah. uh, Which they spent almost 500 grand on and uh, hasn't added much revenue at all. I forgot about Uh, that. They did a show, their first show in China, which they said was not as successful as we anticipated due to extraordinary circumstances and venue changes. Promising because to take- surprisingly, the Chinese do not give a fuck if Burt Ward and Adam West show up. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, at first I saw they lost $1.8 million this quarter, and I was kind of like, I don't know how much they're actually making, so that could just be a drop in the bucket. But boy, oh boy, that does not seem like a drop in the bucket. Really doesn't. If all that they profited last year was under a million dollars, 
losing almost three million in the first half of the year. That's that's hemorrhaging money. Yeah, yeah. that's a dying company. And you know, and it's not surprising. I mean, get, it, there's, you know, I, I the last Wizard show I went to, which again I went to for free, and I know some people have gone to the Nashville show since then, and just there's there's no quality control. Like you know, which we they don't have saw any staff. The downturn of that for years. <laughs> it's all volunteers. Yeah, a couple volunteers, and then they they just you know they, it's exorbitantly expensive to go. Like I, I it's like it's like fifty dollars. Last time they came to Nashville, it was fifty dollars for a day pass on Saturday, and that's just to walk around and see panels. That doesn't include yeah. autographs or merchandise or photo ops or anything like that. And the panels, you know, are not as good as you're going to get at other places. Like because you know the publishers aren't going. You know, you get a chance to some some Q and A's with some celebrities that you might want to see, and that's cool. That's your thing. That's great. Their, you know, that's their fine. celebrity guest list has been pretty fucking stacked the past couple yeah. years. I would say it really has been. But that's the fact been that they you know got the, the whole the, sales point. That's that's right. been the whole thing. Their whole thing is hey, come for that. You know. If you want to see, you know, the bicycle zombie from Walking Dead and, you know, some Game of Thrones people and, got, you know, like it's that's, Undertaker. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's fine. If that's your thing. That's your thing. Great. But, you know, I feel like you got to lower the end. You got to lower the bar for, you know, entry level. Like 50 bucks. That's way too much. You can get you can get a C2B2 three day pass for less than $50. Yeah, but yeah, they can't. They're they're losing money. They can't lower the the entry price because. That entry price is what's paying all these guests. Unless, to come. I mean, it's that, that's you know that's the teetering act of price and demand. Like you know maybe you know or you know you lower the, the price, more people come. Possibly, like you got to find that medium. But you know, I remember uh, I'm not uh, doing shit for a day for fifty dollars. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I remember an undisclosed source told me that when uh, Chris Hemsworth was going to Wizard shows pretty regularly, they were paying him five hundred grand a show. To show up, jeez, and that might be think, part of the problem. You got to think that's one dude. Yeah, and granted, Chris Hemsworth, one of the biggest stars in the fucking world right, right now, so he's and not I showing mean, up for nothing. The they just had um, was I think Jeremy Renner was at Chicago, and didn't I think on the Cole Cabana podcast and CM Punk say he was going to get twenty grand for a, like a weekend? Right. Yeah, I think it was twenty. And you know, I think that was just for a day. It might have been, and that's one dude. Yeah. You know, so there's no doubt it's outrageously expensive to put this thing on. But you know, you got to do something Holy else. Holy shit! Have you guys seen how many fucking shows that they have now? They run so many shows: San Jose, Pittsburgh, Columbus, Nashville, Fort Lauderdale, Tulsa, Austin, Louisville. Reno, New Orleans, Atlanta, Portland, Cleveland, Las Vegas, St. Louis, Madison, Minneapolis, Des Moines, Philadelphia, Sacramento, Albuquerque, Greenville, Orlando, Chicago, Raleigh, Richmond, San Antonio. Good God. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. If that's not... That's 27 shows. If that's not the definition of spreading too thin, I don't know what is, man. Jesus Christ. Des Moines. <laughs> <laughs> Greenville. Greenville, North Carolina? Madison. Yeah. Yeah, they did the Madison show. I think that was like two weekends ago. 
And surprisingly, I will say, at work, it did slow us down. We were noticeably less busy compared to other weekends because of Wizard World. Raleigh, Richmond, and San Antonio, TBD. (laughs) So we got them. But uh, you know what? Outside of, you know, say, Orlando and Chicago, they're... Almost all of these are avoiding other huge shows. Like you don't, you didn't hear a New York show on here. You nope. didn't hear a San Diego show. There's no Boston. There's no uh, Salt Lake City. You know they're they're finding these niche markets and kind of taking over and and being the Comic Con for that area. But also like. If you look, man, holy shit, this is crazy. Uh, San Jose, September 4th, 5th, and 6th. Pittsburgh, the 11th, 12th, and 13th. Columbus, the 18th, 19th, 20th. It's literally every weekend. Every weekend they're doing a show. Yeah. It's just too much. Like, the show is only going on, you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but you got to think that they're doing prep for these shows all week beforehand. So when do they get a fucking day off? And, you know, and the the folks at Read Pop do significantly less shows, but they're always working. Yes. Always planning to make the next show, you know, as big and as great as they possibly can. And, like, all that work, and those are the shows they put on, and they have months to plan each one. How the fuck do they expect? I mean, how do you, how do you not run yourself dry if you're doing this shit every weekend? Granted, it's a busy boy. Considerably smaller scale, but still, Jesus. This San Jose show, the guest list isn't that great. Bruce Campbell, WWE Diva Page, WWE Superstar Roman Reigns, uh, Brett Dalton from Agents of Shield, Scott Wolf from Party of Five. You got. Michael Cudlitz, Emily Kinney from Walking Dead, Josh McDermott from Walking Dead, Jason David Frank, of course, James Marstars, of course. Rooker, they've got a great relationship with Rooker. That's that's nuts. Dean Kane, Lou Ferrigno. But I don't I don't think any blockbuster guests there. What would be their next big show? I would Well, at Nashville, both Tom Wopat and John Schneider are coming. <laughs> uh Pittsburgh has David Duchovny, Shatner, Dean Ambrose, Cudlitz, Page, Ernie Hudson. So, man, like, Chicago is an anomaly as far as their huge guests go, I feel. Because, you know, that's one of their flagship shows is Chicago. So they they really, you know, front weight that thing with guests. But these other show, shows... The guest list isn't that impressive. Maybe they know they got to fucking cut back. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh boy. Woo boy indeed. And the artist Sally, you got you got yeah, you know, got Greg Horn who goes to every fucking show in the world. Who when is the last time Greg Horn did a comic book? Been a hot minute. Has, but how, he's going to all these fucking witcher shows. No, he's right. supposed to draw. <laughs> like Harvey Talabau is going to be in Nashville. But otherwise, not a whole lot of guys you know. If this Orlando show still happens come August of next year, I will check that thing out. Especially if they are giving out press passes. But that's a that's a year away. 
Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll touch base on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, next story is Michael B. Jordan is uh, reportedly set to star in Dark Horse Comics' Blood Brothers film adaptation. Uh, I read Blood Brothers uh, when it was coming out, and I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so cool. I mean, he's a good actor. I'm surprised that he doesn't have... I'm surprised he's not gun-shy about signing up for a comic book movie after Fantastic Four. Yeah, I don't know if that's fair, man. I don't know, because I don't think that they released the movie he made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Blood Brother is a very different creature. That sounds like fun. Yeah, it, that could be a really fun movie. And well, not, it was like three-issue miniseries really tie in and out, like just yeah. really, really good. And not weighed down by, you know, 60 years of continuity and expectation. And, you know, some young uh, hotshot director isn't going to come in, come on to Blood Brothers and be like, okay, let's change this whole thing. Let's do a new take on Blood Brothers. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those things that 90% of the people that see it won't know it's a comic book. Right. Yeah. Yeah, just a fun vampire. And that's the thing. It was a lot of fun. Like, it was a lot of fun. So I'm all for that. That's great. And then the final story. Uh, we mentioned this last week. Lee, you weren't here. It wasn't one of our main stories, but um, I mentioned the story about how uh, Michael Shannon was on the set of Batman vs. Superman, and he got locked in a bathroom. I was trapped in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't get out because his costume had flipper hands. I was dressed like a lobster. (laughs) 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 Although, to be fair, flipper hands might not be that unreasonable because two years later, those Phantom Zone pods are still suction cup dildos. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, clearly. suction cup dildos and the hallway of the ship that Clark finds in the, the iceberg that hallway is lined with vaginas on both sides. <laughs> I'm going to have to production, watch. Produ- production designed by H.R. Giger. Very much that. Like, I, I missed the doors the first time around, but like, you know, I'm like, like why, why am I having these odd feelings about these doors? I'm like, oh, wait, that's why. <laughs> I am surprised I liked Man of Steel as much as I did, especially with them trotting out those suction cup dildos like in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. Like, I, I laughed. out of my dildo ship and had to go pee. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. we talked about how... Like, no one looked at the sketch and said, Hey, man, that's a suction cup dildo. <laughs> <laughs> and you got ten of them there. <laughs> yeah. Go back to the drawing board on that one. We can't do that. So, we talked about how we've seen Zod in the trailer for Batman vs. Superman. And there's rumors that Zod, spoiler alert, might be... Uh, experimented on by maybe LexCorp and possibly could turn into the movie version of Doomsday. I don't know how that could be possible because clearly Superman is the villain of this movie. (laughs) But (laughs) even with that explanation, it still does not explain flipper hands and why he would get locked in the bathroom. (laughs) So Michael Shannon comes out this week and he says... Somebody was asking me about this, 
in New York, uh, I guess asking him about Batman vs. Superman. Somebody was asking me about this in New York, and I made up some ridiculous bullshit answer about how my <laughs> character Zod has flippers, and this went viral on the internet or something, and people have been asking me about that. That is so obviously a complete bullshit story, right? But people <laughs> took it seriously. Yeah! <laughs> You fucking assholes believed I dressed up like a dolphin and got trapped in the shitter. <laughs> but then, Shannon goes on to say, uh, it's a really awkward situation. I'm in the trailer for a movie that I didn't work on. So apparently, he's only doing voice acting for Batman vs. Superman. He wasn't ever actually on set. So he didn't even get locked in a bathroom. <laughs> I believe that because after, you know, there there are scenes and shots in Man of Steel where the only thing that's real on the screen is Michael Shannon's face. Mm-hmm. And as such, it looks like the fakest thing in the shot. <laughs> <laughs> because they did that thing where they, like, you know, put him in pajamas and then, like, animated his armor over him. But not like how they did. Like, they, when, they, when they do that with Iron Man, like, they give him the chest piece. You know, so he has something to, like, you know look a little real around him. Right. But he looks like his head's floating around nothingness. It's weird. So he says, I'm in, a tra- I'm in the trailer for a movie that I didn't work on. The thing about the whole Krypton universe, apparently, is that even when you destroy them, they are ghosts. I went over and I did some voiceover stuff because it's like the, that ghost thing. But I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. <laughs> that could be a lie, too. <laughs> right, yeah. But then, Oh, I'm spooky. <laughs> I guess this story here doesn't have that little bit because he he does in in one of the quotes that I read he does bring up Doomsday at one point, but I'm not I'm not seeing it here. Sorry guys, not a great shot. I dropped a picture in the chat. The angle is not great, so you can't quite see all the vagina doors, but you can see the hood. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and from the front, they just look like Jojo O'Keefe paintings. Pretty pretty hard to miss. Ah, Clark, you thought you killed me, but now I'm in your house watching you jerk off, and you can't do anything about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, Ghost Zod. <laughs> Spooky Ghost Zod. And that is the news. That is the news. Let's talk about comic books and get the fuck out of here. Go, comics! Go! The problem with comic books is the ink comes off on your hands. Every time you turn the page, you have to wash your hands. Uh, haven't gotten to everything this week yet uh, because New Sunstone came out, and that takes a lot of time because it's a big-ass book. And it's really good, you guys. Really fucking good. This is uh, Volume 3, and this is the first time since Volume 1 that the uh, next volume has not been solicited right away so I didn't know when the next one was coming and that bums me the fuck out because I want to know when I get my next fix but really cool stuff it's just you know more of these people growing together and you know having their you know realizing that hey they might be a little gay for each other and it's really cool watching that happen and every so often they have crazy lesbian bonded sex so you know there's that and it all looks great and the designs are awesome it's fucking rad man Book the shit, people. It's good times. If you're into ladies doing stuff to other ladies. And just, you know, it's funny. It's funny. 
It looks really good. And yeah, and we, we talked about this in the first volume came out. Like, it's a really weird period for romance comics. Like, the shit's it's there. It's really good stuff. I, I quite enjoy it. Um, I did read Spider-Woman number 10. Love the Spider-Woman book. Uh, this one had the knees capped right out from under it, thanks to Secret Wars. Um, but it comes back with the same creative team two months before Secret Wars ends, so you can't really be too bad at it. And now she's pregnant, so Nice is excited. Yeah. Hey-ho! Damn right. <laughs> but I like to see uh, Porcupine get a little bit of redemption. Like, the Porcupine saved the day, and that was kind of rad. I felt happy for him. It's pretty cool. Uh, Shield number nine. Um, it's front-loaded with a story where Coulson meets Leonardo... Because remember, Hickman wrote that S.H.I.E.L.D. book where Leonardo founded S.H.I.E.L.D. Because fuck you. So that happens. And then there's like another thing. Like the other half of the book is basically like the pilot for the new Howling Commandos book. Which is Al Ewing and Stefano Caselli on this part. Where they reanimate a LMD of Dum Dum Dugan to come back and lead this squad of monsters. But, like, they say it's pissed off LMD Dugan, who, like, knows he's an LMD and gets super pissed off because, like, why didn't you just let me die? But they say that he died in 66. And they make it sound like that's the only, like, they had nobody seen him since 66. And that's bullshit. Well, no, isn't that a thing from Secret Warriors? Where no, but they like, revealed but he he's a, been an LMD this whole time. Yeah, but like they make it sound like nobody ever saw him since then, and like and like he got scrolled up in Secret Invasion and shit. But then again, you read Secret Warriors a lot more recently than I did, so you could be totally right. Yeah, I think it seemed confusing, but I think I think they meant it to be that he's just been an LMD this whole time, and not that no one's seen him. Or Rob said it's from the original Sins miniseries. I don't know. Oh, you know, yeah, I did not read that part of Original Sins because I only had so much that I had only so many fucks to give on that one. Um, but what is kind of cool is the first few pages of this uh, big 50th anniversary spectacular, whatever the fuck. This is the entire reason I checked this book out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's new Kirby Steranko pages. I guess back when uh, when Kirby pitched Shield to. Stan Lee, as the auditor, the as the editor of Marvel, he like drew these couple of pages, like, hey, this is kind of what I want the book to be about, and you know they turned it into Nick Fury and Shield, and then later on, Stranko came in and inked them, so you know this is some of the first newly published Kirby art, and God knows how long. This is pretty cool. You want to get me to read a book I don't read already? You tell me that there's going to be unreleased Kirby pencils that Jim Stranko inked. That's how you get me to read a comic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good times. Now, did, did that... I feel like we may have talked about this years ago on the show. I could be wrong, but, like... Does anybody else here have memory of a Fantastic Four issue that was supposed to be... It was supposedly issue 107 of Fantastic Four that would have been written by Stan Lee, drawn by Jack Kirby. It's like the unreleased issue of Fantastic Four that they did wherein the plan was to release it with Stanley doing his hokey Stanley bullshit dialogue on top of it. And then 
the same pencils with modern coloring of Mark Miller writing the dialogue on it. This was years ago. I think that happened, yeah. I remember it being super hyped for it, but then I don't know that it ever came out. I want to say it did? I've never read it, so I, it might have not come out, but I, th- I think it did. I'm glad that you remember it as a thing that was going to happen, because I feel like I brought it up before, and everybody looked at me like I had a dick growing out of my forehead. <laughs> like I, yeah, no, I know, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, now that you mention it, I don't know if it actually ever happened. Yeah, I would like to see that. I, I always get a kick out of seeing, like, you know, old shit colored new waves. I always think that's pretty cool. I always think it's kind of fun to see. So I would like to see that. Like fucking, you know, Richard Eisenhove coloring Kirby pencils. That'd be, that'd be yeah. cool. Uh, see what else we got. Um, Old Man Logan number four continues to be the best of the Secret Wars tie-ins and what this whole fucking thing should have been in the first goddamn place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you got Old Man Logan and a She-Hulk, who the fuck knows which one, trapped in the Badlands over the wall where... Logan is just fighting zombies and symbiotes and symbiote zombies for, you know, who knows how long before teaming up a She-Hulk and fighting more of those things. And then she throws his ass over the wall and he lands in what looks like a version of the Ultimate Universe's New York, I think. I, I don't know. Because I, I have not read that Ultimate End book, so I don't know. Yeah, what I think that's there. what that is. Yeah, because I see the Triskelion in the back and that's what makes you think it must be that version. And there's no people there. So maybe all the people died at the end of that book. I really don't know. That's the kind of thing that you think that they would tell you. If something like that was happening, you think that they might touch on the fate of the Ultimate Universe in Secret Wars proper, but they've yet to do that. But apparently that only happens in this tie-in miniseries that I can't be bothered to read because I've had enough of that. Um, but man... Looks really good. And now, did they say for a... I don't remember. Did they say that uh, Sorrentino is coming on to draw that book once it starts? Yeah, with Lemire writing. Yeah, that's that's nothing but a good time. That's fucking fantastic. Love that. Um, and then, what else? Uh, that's about it. Um, I, like, I really am enjoying Gotham by Midnight. Issue 8 came out of that. Um, it's like this, you know supernatural detective story that just kind of happens to be in Gotham City. It's kind of pretty cool and I you know it's uh I don't know a shitload about the specter other than that his hat's always on fire. <laughs> no. But uh and he apparently hates sinners, but this is pretty fun. Uh and the last one I'll talk about is um Last Days of Ant-Man number 1, which I don't really know why this can't just be Ant-Man number 7 or the fuck it was. Um but it was really cool. Did you read this Kelly? Have you been reading Ant-Man? Uh, no, I read it in trade. I don't read the singles. So he, he met early on. Um, his like only principal investor he has in his company is this uh, older lady, uh, older lady that works at a bank. And like the bank <sighs> that she works at, he, he saved the bank because the Nazi robot that spits gold escapes from the vault. That, that's how they met. And so she contracts it. She, she kind of gave him the riot act for like, you know, Basically, not turning any fucking profit at all during this first time or whatever. But then say, I need you to help me out to get this thing back. So we steal some shit from this big fat drug lord. And it's an Asgardian medallion that she uses to help out the people at the nursing home she also runs. She has this, this retirement community for all these old folks that she runs. They're all 
golden age superheroes who are all old and you know in their twilight years so she uses this asgardian medallion to de-age everybody for like a day because she's also fairly clairvoyant she sees the end of the world's coming and so she wants to give all of her friends like one last romp like all these old school like you know marvel heroes and villains from like the 30s and 40s and shit like that running around the streets of miami for like a day because you know the incursions happening all that shit it's pretty cool, uh, and when he tr- when his ex wife won't let him see his uh, daughter because she's out, she's gone away, and she's kind of you know being an asshole to him because he was kind of an asshole first. He goes to try to find a bar and ends up having sex with a new Beatle chick. So, <laughs> and he says he's there's a bit where he's like, I remember the first day I was when I the first day I was an Avenger. There was a big press conference, and I was super nervous, and you know, I felt like my my heart was gonna jump out of my throat. And I just remember Captain America leaning over to me and saying, son, I'm sure you're busy. I'm sure you're nervous. But, you know, don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. Don't doubt yourself. This is a great responsibility. But there's one thing you have to remember. No matter what happens, if you want to be an Avenger, you don't sleep with supervillains. And the next page is, like, him fucking, like, laying in bed, like, you know, naked, wearing the helmet (laughs) next to the beetle. (laughs) It's pretty damn fun. It's good stuff. I like that Ant-Man book a lot. And then uh, we talked about it when they showed the the coverage for the first time. But, you know, Ant-Man with, you know, the Beetle and, you know, Grizzly and Porcupine, who, if he's here, hopefully means that that's, that doesn't mean that he's not going to be in Spider-Woman anymore. And uh, Whirlwind. So I, I like Ant-Man with these fucking D-list villains. It's a lot of fun. Because, yeah, Grizzly, one of my favorite characters in comics right now. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Yeah. What else you got, Kelly? Uh, while you've been talking about comics, I've been digging to find out about this Fantastic Four okay. issue. It was released as Fantastic Four The Lost Adventure. It was fa- It's originally supposed to be Fantastic Four issue 103. And I guess there were... It's really hard to find any kind of details about this. Mark Miller wasn't involved, I, though I remember hearing something about that, so I wouldn't be surprised if he was supposed to be at some point. Uh, it does look like they got modern colorists for it. But yeah, if you're ever looking for it, it is fantastic for The Lost Adventure. So it did come out? It did come out. I feel like that should have been a much bigger deal. Back in 2008 it came out. It should be a much, much bigger deal. That's weird. Yeah. Well, 2008, we all had Iron Man fever, so we were probably <laughs> preoccupied. Uh, for comics this week, what did I read? Uh, it was it was a big week for comics by Matt Kent because there was two issues of Ninjak and the finale to Mind Management. Oh, that's right. I haven't got to new Ninjak yet. Yeah, it was nice. We got two issues. That's awesome. There's the normal issue, and then there's the Book of Death issue. And I, which, I'm unfamiliar with this Book of Death. It's, it's like their crossover thing, right? Yeah, it's okay. It's basically the tie-ins are kind of like the various Valiant characters, the end stories. And okay. it's they essentially is there's something called the Book of Death, and the Geomancer is reading from it, and then she's reading the stories of these various characters dying. Okay. And they're trying to prevent that. All right. But so the one shots that we've gotten so far were the bloodshot and the ninjack issues, and those were both super fun. The like bloodshot, the bloodshot issue was awesome. 
because at one point Bloodshot and Armstrong are pirates. And that shit is awesome. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. It was my favorite issue of the Bloodshot relaunch so far. But yeah, both both issues in Ninjak were pretty great this week. Um, the mind management finale was good. It was exactly what that series needed to end up as. It was kind of just looking back at the characters that survived and seeing how they're doing now. If you okay. haven't read Mind Management, I'd say jump on that book. It was pretty great. And I, I, at some point, I need to go back and reread the whole series. All right. Especially because now that I have all the single issues and they're all in the same place and easy to get to, I can lay them on the floor and make puzzles with the back with the ads on the back because that was a thing he did for an arc. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then you were supposed to like go on. It would give you a code to go online and unlock stuff. Oh, neat. Yeah, I I never did that, so now I now I can. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, what else did I read this week? I read Jocko the Galactic Patrolman, which is Akira Toriyama's most recent manga, and that dude showed up in Re uh, Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F. Okay. All right. Yeah, I saw yeah. that in the theater, and like that guy showed up, and like he was kind of a big deal. Yeah. And like I feel like and I'm looking at Zero because like he's. That guy fucking hashtag likes Japan shit. So I'm like, who the fuck is that dude? And what am I supposed to know? And even he was like, I don't know who the fuck that guy is. Yeah, he was in, a, he was the star of Jocko the Galactic Patrolman, a manga that Akira Toriyama put out, I think, over the course of 2013. All right. It's just a one volume series. It takes place before Dragon Ball. And it's pretty, it's, it's good. I like it a lot. His art looks amazing still for all these years later after Dragon Ball Z. Still looks great. Uh, what happens is Jocko is sent to Earth because the Galactic Patrolmen find out that the Saiyans are sending a Saiyan to Earth, and he's supposed to stop it. So Great job, Jocko. Yeah, so he's he's sent to Earth to stop Goku from ever arriving. How's that go? <laughs> <laughs> I think we know not well. Yeah, not, not great. But yeah, and then the final chapter is actually kind of cool. It's the story of Goku's parents sending him to Earth. Huh. So it's kind of, you get some kind of Dragon Dragon Ball yeah. stuff. It's pretty cool. cool. I also read Batman Snow, which I picked it up for the art by Seth Fisher. And that guy's art is amazing. He died way too young. He was only like 33 and he hadn't put out many comics, but his art is amazing. If yeah, you I don't think I am familiar with the name at all. Yeah, if you ever see anything with his name on it, pick it up. It's going to be gorgeous. Right. He did at Marvel, I think I want to say it was back. It was his last comic, and the final issue actually came out after he died. It was uh, Fantastic Four and Iron Man Big in Japan. I think it came out in 06. Okay. And that was where I first found out about him. And then recently I'd picked up Batman Snow, which is actually a pretty solid Batman story. It was. It's basically the first... It's a retelling of Mr. Freeze's origin, and it doesn't fuck it up like the new 52 did. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So if you, if you want a good early Batman story with the Mr. Freeze origin, it's pretty good. And to Rob in the chat, no, I haven't read Green Lantern Will World, but I really want to. That was another book he did. He also did a Flash book, which I have in one of my various boxes of comics that I need to read still. Huh. All right. Yeah, he was a super talented artist that was taken way too soon. How did he die, do you know? He 
fell off a balcony in Japan. Oh, shit. Yeah, it wasn't a good way to go. No. Yikes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. And I also read today, recently, a couple months ago, I bought all of the Ultimate Collection trades for Morrison's new X-Men run. Because I haven't read most of it. Because I was buying it as it was coming out. And so, like, I was young then and I wasn't making it to the shop much. So I've got, like, a whole lot of issues that are either the beginning or end of arcs. So there's all giant holes in that, st- in that, like, his whole story that I just don't understand. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> so now I'm finally getting to read it. No worry. Everything. Once you read it, there's still be lots of it you don't understand. I read the <laughs> shit out of it. I don't know what the fuck happened. I read the first uh, trade today, and it was, like, all the Cassandra Nova stuff. I like all that stuff so far. It's the only thing that pissed me off about it was the annual they included, because that's when sideways. Yeah, that whole sideways bullshit. So it's really fucking annoying to read and trade. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. And then you have poor Igor Cordray doing art on some issues, and when you put them next to guys like Ethan Van Skyver and Frank Quitely and Lena Liu. His art looks really bad. <laughs> I just kind of feel bad for him. Because, like, outside of that context, it's still not great, but it isn't completely terrible. Right. But when you put him with those three dudes, holy shit, it looks really bad. Yeah, that's tough, man. <laughs> like, I, I, I would get to an issue, and I'd see he'd be on it. It'd just be disappointing. It's like, <laughs> oh, man, he's in Vinskyra. Yay! Frank Quietly. Yay! Oh, Igor Cordray. Yeah, well... There we go. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's all I got this week. Right on. And that's that's more than enough. Solid. One of these Dude. weeks, I'll read comic books again. <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I I feel. I feel like you will. I feel it in my bones. It's gonna be all right. But yeah. If that's it, then that's it. That's the that's the fucking show, kids. That was good. Right back into it. Nice times. Uh, see, next week I think we'll do it all over again. <laughs> Why not? I was like, Let's "What go. is? What has he got planned? What is this? <laughs> is he leaving me again? Don't leave me. <laughs> don't make me host the show again, Lee." Yeah. Is it like I? I don't like music anyway, but especially not on such short notice. But I was debilitated. <laughs> like, I was so fucked up. <sighs> it was bad times. It was like. It was like Dad no showed my little league game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, because Kelly brought his first big interview to the show. I know. I think there's so much about it that just really bummed me the fuck out. Uh, you would you would have been pleased with how much we talked about Reginald Bell Johnson in our Ryan Brown interview last year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, then, fuck. That's it. Let's do it again next week at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central at chat.panelsonpages.com. Email us. For God's sake. You're not doing anything else right now. Jesus. Popcast at panelsonpages.com. Or uh, leave us a voicemail. 616-951-1POP. Uh, yeah. I think that'll do it, man. And if you're listening to this and you've, if you've ever thought of shitting in a bucket and mixing it with any sort of beverage, get help. <laughs> get help, please. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna next week. We will launch uh, officially the Kickstarter 
to fund our uh, bucket shooter support group. <laughs> <laughs> and by support, we mean anything but. I shat on a plate once in my Why? backyard. Why? You've never heard this story, Kelly? Lee, you've no. heard this story. Maybe not. No? <laughs> okay, real quick. So, uh, my ex, she was a fucking weirdo. <laughs> and for her birthday, I said, I'll I, I'll get you anything you want. It, it, I can get you a present. I can do something for you, whatever you want. And she says, she gets this evil look in her eyes, and she's like, I want you to shit in the yard. I was like, all right. Fuck? All right. But I didn't want to shit in the yard and then just have my giant man shit just sitting there. <laughs> so I shat on a plate. In well, the- then you got to wash the plate. No, no, no. It was, a, it was like a plastic plate, like a throwaway plate. So I shat on the plate. And then I flung the shit over the fence. (laughs) (laughs) But that was all for fun and games, you know. I wasn't thinking that I was making some sort of, you know, political statement shit. Can't imagine why your kids didn't work out. Was she pleased with her gift? Oh, she she fucking loved it. She thought it was hilarious. We got my brother. My brother. We we got my my brother Luke to shit in a box one time. So that we can mail it to a guy. <laughs> See, mine is a lot more innocent. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, wait, where? It, it, like Rob said, where did the fence? Le- like, where did <laughs> yeah, it end what's up? The other side of the fence. Well, I mean, Lee, you you had been to our old house, where? Oh, there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. It was it was a it was a big yard, uh, and then on either sides of our fenced in yard was empty lots. That never got built up or anything like that, so it was just unkempt. That yard was big enough; you could have left that shit out there. You'd have been fine. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I still didn't want it in my yard, <laughs> so it, it was just an empty lot that I flung the shit over onto. Was this the same fence you threw the Christmas tree over? Uh, I mean, not the same side of the fence, but yes, the same <laughs> fence, uh, the same yard. That fence saw a lot of action. <laughs> <laughs> I chucked so much stuff over that fence. Uh, yeah, we didn't even talk about Thanksgiving that one year. <laughs> Slinging turkey carcasses. <laughs> Everyone knows you burn the turkey carcass on, on Christmas, right? That's what you do? No? Oh, Jesus Christ. Why Why would someone want to watch another person's shit in a yard for because their birthday? It, she was a weirdo. Yeah, did she want, like, was she like, okay, let me know when you're done. I want to come out, or was it like, I got to watch it happen? She watched it happen. That's fucked up. <laughs> did, did you have toilet paper? Um, I think I just went inside and wiped afterwards. Because I didn't want to have to wipe my ass and then carry the shitty toilet paper <laughs> inside. Walk I, back with poo cheeks. Yeah, but, you know, it's still better than having a wad of shit paper in my hand. You could have just thrown that over the fence. <laughs> That's a little much, Lee. <laughs> Let's not go over the line here. There are no winners in that story. His girlfriend, she was happy. I suppose so. Yeah, she won. I won because I eventually got away from that shit. Yeah, thankfully. Is this the girl that I met or no? 
Yes, yes, yes. She, okay. she came to uh, Wizard World Chicago 2008. <laughs> that was the weekend that we met. <laughs> it was, it was. She was my ex at that point, actually. Like, it, uh, we had broken up a week before, but we had already planned the trip. That's crazy town. Lee, did she look like someone that would ask a person to shit in the yard? Yeah, I, I, you never know. <laughs> some people, Kelly. <laughs> she also used to say that she wanted to take an exacto knife to the piece of skin that connects my dick to my balls. Oh, Why? God. No. I love my wife. Yeah, you know you do. <laughs> God, that's got to be like when you like when you get a paper cut on the webbing between your fingers. Right. Only on your dick and balls. Yeah, she just wanted to slice that. Is this woman in jail yet? Uh, I'm uh, I'm pretty sure she's a single mom. So, uh, oh, no, just, just just raising more shits mirrors. <laughs> that, that poor kid. Oh man. Oh that 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 pendulum is gonna swing wildly one way or the other. Mommy, what do you want for your birthday? Go shit in the yard. <laughs> I saw this YouTube video with a bucket. <laughs> I'm gonna reenact it. God, that's it. No more show. No more. No more show. Ever. We're done. I think we need <laughs> to kill sh- it. <laughs> we need to. We need to shake this off. Oh my god. Yeah, let's sh- let, let's 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 shake this off. It'll be okay. All right. All right uh, love you, kids. Good night. Goodbye. I say I'm too late. Got nothing on my brain. That's what people say. Uh-uh. That's what people say. Uh-uh. I've been wanting many dates, but I can't make them stay. At least that's what people say. Mm-hmm. That's what people say. Mm-hmm. But I keep cruising. Can't stop, won't stop moving. It's like I've got this music in my mind saying it's gonna be alright.
wonderful. Bravo! I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. Oh, terrible. Get him away! Hey, boo! 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 With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.